got a, I've got a lot of questions. I oh think. boy, I probably. I mean, if you don't, I don't want to do spoilers because I do know way more than well, just these episodes. <laughs> I I am aware. That's why I have to. I have. I will ask them, but you don't have to answer them. I guess. Is oh, okay. How this I'll just will speculate work. with you and pretend I don't know. Because I like to do that with people. <laughs> I mean, I suppose <laughs> if that's how you want to do this. This I don't is know. actually I don't know very any... fitting as well, considering uh, there's a new Doctor Who Christmas special coming out. Yeah. Well. I can't, why do we? Why does this keep happening with this season? I no, because Doctor Who makes sense to be a. It, this is coming out on the twenty sixth. Which you said it should because that's Boxing Day, and Doctor Who is very Christmas oriented. So it feels it like sense. it. I don't know why, but yeah, there's always a, there's they always they're bringing do back. Some sort of special. They they stopped for a while, and it was very disappointing. And now they're starting them back up this year. I don't know how much I will actually know, but I will I will put in my two cents. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to. I just have to remember the names of the people. The Queen's uh, so favorite to... Doctor is Christopher Eccleston. So who is who is Christopher Eccleston is the was the Queen's favorite Doctor. Oh well, hello. Which is this I one? I do like that that young man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like fun fact. I don't know why I know these things, but I do. <laughs> so random. Now all I picture is all right. I don't remember what it is. I think it's I think it's that episode of The Simpsons where the Queen is watching them on television. Do you remember this? I think it's behind the laughter, where they show the Queen oh, eating I a TV dinner and watching <laughs> The Simpsons. Now I picture her eating a TV dinner and watching Doctor Who. Out of she Saturday wants to feel very quaint. Like, oh, how wonderful! <laughs> well, because it's the funnier thing is is that she would do, she does her talks on Christmas or she did her talks on Christmas like morning. And then uh -huh. after her talk, and then the, the, the Doctor Who episode would come on. <laughs> so it was like, yep. <laughs> this represents everything about the British. Doctor Who. <laughs> Let us begin. Let us begin. Hello, everyone. I am Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And this is Shelf Life, a podcast hosted by our brother and sister team, that I had something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh no! Do you want to like sit for a second, think about it? Our brother and sister team that always show their invitation for the end of the world parties, but also, thank you. But also, <laughs> that was fucking stupid. We'll get into that. But also, it was error. They like weird. Carbon Stop blowing on me. <laughs> but also, she found it sexual, and you know she did. Yeah, she Anyways, did. <laughs> she got wood. God damn it! But also, go through pop culture one at a time through everything to determine whether or not whatever we're talking about that day belongs on your shelf, Rachel. It's a big day for you. This is one of the ones that you've been clamoring to do. It's one of Rachel's things. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Ra Rachel's. Uh, no, I, I, I can't think of an. I can't think of an alliterative term. Rachel's, Rachel's realm of, of yeah, things. This is definitely a Rachel realm. <laughs> Rachel, what is up for contention to the shelf? To, or where? What are we starting? Because we're not. We're not doing everything today, but what are we starting no. with to, to bring to uh, the attention for contention to the shelf today? 
we are doing the first two episodes of series one Doctor Who. Now it's not Doctor the... Who. Thank you. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> it's not the original. It's the new no. New Age version. No, because as much so it as we with try to Doctor do Doctor Number Nine. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes, because Doctor Number Nine. I I'm not going to watch 1960s British television because I have watched some. I of don't those. know if I could. <laughs> I um, really don't know if I could. Yeah, you you don't. You're not a big fan. I no. I like the, I like the I like it. <laughs> I'm sure it's good fodder for us, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna start with the modern Doctor That's fine. Who. That's fair. Okay. Because, Rachel, as always, I will ask you to begin and let us know what exactly Doctor Who is about and what is your connection to the Doctor. Okay. So, Doctor Who follows... Doctor Who? Every time. You're going to do this every time. It doesn't, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever says it in the show. They do. I was waiting for They Rose say it every time. Like, Doctor Who! But she never she did does. say that. They always say that every time. I don't, I don't remember. Doctor Who, what was your name? I didn't catch it. Like, that's what they usually do. No, I think she says Doctor What, because I think everyone was into it's like event. It's like waiting 20 years. No, usually, to say usually they'll do assemble. that later. They do that later, where like people will say something like that. Or there's actually an episode, and spoiler alert, there's an episode where the doctor meets somebody and they don't ask, and then he's just like disappointed they didn't ask. Because they always ask. <laughs> is that Eccleson who does that, or is that uh, a tenant? Because I think not, that's it later. Could be either. Okay. I think that's like later, later. I think it's either tenant or it's Matt Smith or something. Doesn't I? I feel like it actually might know. be even later than that. So, Doctor Who follows an alien who is a time lord mm -hmm. uh, on his adventures through space and time, mostly in England, modern day <laughs> London and England. And no, I, uh, Kevin gets to make happen. fun of the British quite a bit today. <laughs> this is very true. And the doctor tends to try to keep order in the world where things are supposed to line up properly. That's my first question for you. Yep. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so He meddles. He meddles, but he doesn't meddle all, always. So, so I guess I, before, I, before I get into it, what's so, your, your background with Doctor Who? Okay, so I'm. Pr I think as a kid, I had seen a couple episodes, like the old, old ones, as a kid. But I don't really like like the scarf remember it doctor. as like the 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 really the long scarf one, number four. Yeah. Yes. Or so. Or I'm that's, pretty that's sure my, what I picture in my head as the doctor. There's the one that wears celery on his like lapel. There's yeah. the the guy with the long scarf. They all have yep. very like their costumes. Update. Like yeah, yeah. tend to really display who they are. But I think it was the fourth one that I seen a couple episodes when I was a kid. But in college is when I, I watched all of these uh, with friends. And it was very fun. It was very exciting. I really liked the, the jokes. It was really fun to like take part as like a group to watch them together. That's where I watched them for the first time. And then I got really into it. And then here we are. <laughs> so you did not watch these when they were new you watched them way later uh the the first ones yes i think it was a couple seasons in before 
I was on, I was at like the same time and I was like waiting for them to come out and it was really exciting. I don't, I don't know if it was even seasons in when, what, what year was that when this one came out? 2005. No. So yeah, it it was a few years before I was uh, watching them at at Tandem. Yeah. It would have been a while then. I mean, that's, that's how a lot of things happen. Like I didn't watch Game of Thrones for until the fourth season or end of the fourth season even like i caught up to it like that's right that's how a lot of this happens because like you, it's hard to be somebody that's going to take a chance on something right away mm-hmm. when you have no idea what it is especially something like this my but i'm a big exper- sci-fi person so. you are a big yes rachel is <laughs> definitely like the sci-fi sci-fi yes rachel is definitely the sci-fi expert she likes the sci-fi stuff she's big into that kind of thing i am fine with sci-fi and fantasy but it needs to have certain tones for me this was the first these were the first two episodes of doctor who that i ever watched which is a little <laughs> disappointing it... i probably should have made you watch something later <laughs> but yes you gotta go honestly in the, order of the story oh i know i agree i agree but i've i have heard this from people even the the person that like recommended this to me was like you got you just got to get through this this first couple episodes. Yeah, I'm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll they talk about no it. They have no money. <laughs> they, yes, very clearly have no money. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, but I think they have more money than they did in the sixties. Oh yeah, 80s, they did. They did. <laughs> which is sad. So Rachel, yes, these were the first two episodes of Doctor Who that I watched. Here's question number one. I should have written all these questions out, but I do have this okay. question. So you don't know what the TVA is because you haven't watched Loki yet. I f- can't tell if the Time Lords have a similar thing where in these two episodes, at the very least here, there's something in, going on in current timeline in the first episode. There's something going on in the future mm-hmm. in the second episode. Mm-hmm. It seems, especially in the second episode, that something happened out of place. Like he right. he goes, oh, that shouldn't have happened or whatever. Exactly. So is... So he knows what's going to happen in time. There are fixed time. moments in time. Yes. Okay. So And he explains this in later ones, but, but But how does it get off track then? Something like there there's usually just some type of anomaly that uh, that occurs. So even okay. like aliens doing something that could just like make it like something weird just happens. Okay. So not not everything is because there's Someone else meddling with time on the other not, end. Not, not, not always. always. Okay. No. Okay. There just might be something that's like a fixed thing that's supposed to happen, but then there's some weird anomaly that happens within the, like, the timeline that that occurs. Gotcha. Okay. See, I have to, I have to compare because we're doing this with volume three here, so we've we've already been in one wormhole. <laughs> and we've already it's been true. in space we've already traveled in time in volume three we're just doing it again so you know what could happen here is that matthew mcconaughey is gonna meet up with oh no <laughs> so, oh god that could be real interesting yeah i'm trying to find my daughter i ended up with this freaking <laughs> alien does nothing but freaking smile all the time annoying as hell tars we get rid of this goddamn thing it's got a <laughs> pen or something with them i can't understand that it took me a while all right the first time i watched these twice because i had to because i needed to watch it once to, to write down my thoughts and then again to do the walkthrough 
Sure. And I got it on the second time of it being called a sonic screwdriver. And I was like, yes, oh, it's a that's screwdriver. his sonic screwdriver. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pen. <laughs> Oh, like a probe or like, a pen. Yeah. It's I a just thought it was just like a laser pen. <laughs> and it was like, this is ridiculous. And I think it is ridiculous. I have a feeling that's a holdover from the old Doctor Who because it's like, this is cheap. Just hold this light up to the fucking wall and pretend I, I, like it I does something. Think, I think it might be. I think it might be. But it, it comes in handy sometimes. It's like his little tool. Yeah. It does stuff. It does sciencey things. He does it nothing does but things. use this in these episodes. It's like a universal fucking thing in these. Yeah, it's a universal screwdriver. <laughs> Sonic screwdriver. <laughs> a universal screwdriver is something that you get at Home Depot at Black, on Black Friday for forty percent off. It's probably very true. Can I also get a new Sonic screwdriver there? You Yanks with all your your Black Friday shopping. <laughs> So, Rachel, <laughs> there's going to be so much of that. We got their download already. <laughs> you, you eat, you, it's, you, it's coming out on Boxing Day. You eat your fish and chips and drink your tea and you listen to Shelf Life. They do the little pomper. I know we have British ex- stuff. Huh? I know we do too. Yeah. We have British <laughs> listeners. I know that. Yeah. So, and I, I know they're not offended by me doing my terrible version of a British accent because I'm doing nah, a terrible version of an American the... accent now. Exactly. So. <laughs> so anyway, Rachel, because I am a professional podcaster, I did my research here on okay. how they came up with Doctor Who. I'm excited. Or how Doctor Who came back. So feel free to interject because I'm I'm going to just kind of go through this very lightly. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs necessarily. In the 1980s, 87 or 89, I can't remember which year. Somebody's going to correct me and be pissed off. I think it's 87. Rachel, you're editing this. You want to go put in the difference? Put, put me saying whatever the right number is. Just say different dates and I'll have to choose 1987. One. 1989. So anyway, so there's this guy named Michael Grade that was in charge of one of the BBC channels. And he did not like Doctor Who. I don't know why he's Alfred Hitchcock, but I don't <laughs> like it. So his problem with it, and I, I've i tried to find what his problem with it was. Because it it wasn't unreasonable. <laughs> like, I wanted it. Like, I was like, oh, so, like, Doctor Who fans must think that this guy's, like, a total villain. And I'm sure that they do. It was 86, by the way. So in 86... <laughs> so cut slice move here 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 was his his take on doctor who or like what he thought mm-hmm. it was horrible awful i thought it was so outdated it was just a little show for a few pointy head doctor who fans it was also very violent and had lost its magic i have a feeling that he's not that far off basically. oh well, he's probably not i i doubt it like the, there is, there was a movie that came out that like broke it, and that's kind of why they they said it ended mm. it. There is like a doctor that people are going, he's not canon. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not actually the doctor. Yeah. Blah blah blah. All of these things. Yes. Absolutely. In 1986, they put it on the shelf. They put it on hiatus. There's a lot of controversy about that because, of course, it had been on the air for 24 years or whatever at that point, and was considered like this classic British television show that everybody had watched growing up in the 60s and 70s. But now it was relegated to nerds on the internet in the same way that like Star Trek, like Star Trek, I feel like is the American version of Doctor Who. 
mm-hmm. where it started in the 60s. It's very sci-fi. It's very nerd-centric. It's very, like, sci-fi-oriented. And it never really goes away. They just keep finding new ways of keeping it relevant. Sure. Or hoping to keep it relevant. And, and to vary, various and varying degrees of success. But in the 80s, BBC said, we're shutting it down. There were several attempts to bring this thing back over the years. The movie that you said in question is one of them, where right. they pull in or out of the canon that doctor, sometimes just depending on who's considering it. I want to say they called him the war doctor or something yeah, like that, too. Uh, I think they retconned it to oh, that. Oh, that was, that was the retcon. That's what I, yeah. I read, yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah, he was, he, it was in the 90s and they did this movie and then I think they retconned him in in some future special or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there's always attempts to try to make a Doctor Who. They ended up giving the rights or like somebody within BBC, BBC who was trying to get it started back up gave the rights to Universal in in the States, like as a, as a United States production. Not as, not as a United States production, but as like a distribution the, that mm-hmm. Universal would help do it. They ended up actually having a pilot on Fox in the 90s for Doctor Who, but it didn't get great ratings. Okay. Probably because outside of college campuses or people that had the ability to kind of download stuff on the internet in the 90s or 80s, you probably weren't aware of Doctor Who. And I cannot imagine, like now it's ubiquitous. It's it's very odd that Doctor Who, in, now granted that's because I'm a, your brother, but I feel like the TARDIS is, like I can... <laughs> The TARDIS. You can pick it out. You know what it is. You can. You know what it is. That's it's, blue police it, box right there. Yeah. Which is not yeah. a thing in these states, but the blue police box is very known now. Yeah, it's a very iconic thing where I think if you went down the street, half of the people at least would kind of be able to, to know. Yeah, there it is. Rachel's got them all <laughs> over the place. She's wearing her Doctor Who gear and everything. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's on the same level as like Godzilla and Hulk if the TARDIS knocks on your door. <laughs> but it's it is kind of in that same vein. I, I would of just... think okay. Well, we'll have to figure that out, I guess, later. But I would assume that if the doc, the the TARDIS makes its whirring noise and lands on if your the front doctor knocks on your, I don't know who he is. He, he could look anything. Let him in. If oh oh wait oh I'm sorry I don't oh is that is that your is that your car? Oh that's hey honey, the doctor's here. No, not that one. No, <laughs> who? Yeah, who? Just give me a minute. Uh, you just, <laughs> just, just stay right there. That's what I think. But you being my sister probably conflates it a little bit. But probably back in the '90s, it, it probably just wasn't as well known. It didn't do well, and then Universal and Fox were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do anything with it." So, so it didn't get picked up as a show in the states. Mm-hmm. So then it goes back on the shelf. Yeah, pun, pun <laughs> unintended. So. People continue to try to get it. The biggest thing that holds this this up is the fact that the the rights tra- are floating between different channels within BBC. Mm-hmm. So there's I didn't know this. There's like a drama channel. There's Wales BBC. There's News BBC. There's all these different BBC subs of British broadcasting. Sure. So okay. which is different than how it works in the states, where it's all it's just corporatized. We have like two public channels and C-SPAN, and that's it the rest of it is all a a company versus Mm -hmm. kind of how british broadcasting works which i'm sure is different now than it was back then too but regardless 
well, only thing that was happening were these webcasts of Doctor Who in the early 2000s then. And I don't know if fans consider those canon or not at this point either. It's just like they were making animated web series oh, of Doctor okay. Who. Sure. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. I actually have not seen these before. I haven't watched those. There's books. There's the comic. There's the web series. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot now. Yeah. I, I, I There's, yeah, I think it's everything that, that can happen will happen. Is there a, is there a video game? Is there a Doctor Who video game? I actually don't know. I feel like there has to be. If there's not, there, I find there that kind of odd. There easily could be. Where you could make your own companion to travel with the doctor. Like, you are the companion. That right. Seems like, that seems like a winning combination. Okay, so there. this is a newer one. Because it shows uh, uh, Doctor 12 and 13. The old man or past uh, the old no, man? No, so it's the woman and... Ah. I see David Tennant on this. It's The Edge of Reality and Lonely Assassin. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it's it's saying. It's a PS4 game, but it looks like kind of silly. Just like, but the graphics look pretty bad. So <laughs> <laughs> It's the only one I feel like I've I've uh, I've seen, but I'm surprised there's not like a this one looks like a side scroller. So, I mean, there, there might be more and I just haven't actually seen them out there. Interesting. Because, I mean, that 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 is a good idea to have a video game of. Doctor Who. Oh, it looks like there's a Lego one too. So that maybe maybe there is. Maybe there are. Yeah. I just have not played them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is weird, but you know, maybe yeah. maybe that's something I'll have to pick up one of these times. I'll, I'll I'll say this now. Rachel has. If you if anyone ever sees us at a convention, we'll have some sort of shelf life marking because of the fact <laughs> that true. we'll be trying to get people to sign up to subscribe. Rachel carries around. A TARDIS backpack, which half the time, backpack. half the time I end up carrying because I'm the one putting comic books in it or whatever. <laughs> it gets and heavy. So then I'll be like, I'll carry it around. It's a good backpack. It, it it's sturdy. Uh, it doesn't hurt your back or anything. More often than not, at least a half dozen people, when I'm wearing the fucking thing, will come up and be like, "Oh, great backpack." Granted, <laughs> it's at a convention, but it is interesting. It's a it's a good. Very shaped as the TARDIS kind of backpack. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's actually like a three D like rectangle and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, if the the people who come up to Kevin luckily don't ask him anything or like say something that's Doctor Who related, <laughs> that he gets confused. But I'll 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 end up getting like those those like comments. Where I'm gonna punch the guy and... in the face because I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you, buddy! <laughs> Why would you say that to me?" <laughs> There's all these people trying to come up with Doctor Who, but the BBC doesn't want anything to do with it at this point in time, especially through the 90s and the early 2000s. But at the point where, like, the early 2000s start to happen, it's shifted, where a lot of the old guard that was at BBC is now retired or out or just not in charge of the particular channels that something like this would be on. And a lot of the newer people are people that are nostalgic for Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And they grew up watching Doctor Who. So right. there's interest in bringing it back, which is crazy to think about because nowadays you bring back everything to the point where there's like a fucking Mean Girls musical movie. Right. Anyway, during the late 1990s, Russell Davies was trying to convince BBC to bring back Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Rachel's nodding her head because apparently he must be well-known. I actually yeah, know okay. the name. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up watching the thing. And... He 
made Queer as Folk. That was like his big show. So he was a very well-known to-do kind of kind of guy in British television. And he was tr- asking people to be to, to to bring back Doctor Who. What ended up kind of happening was he ended up bringing it up, or someone brought it up to this other executive that was Lorraine Hegesy and Julie Gardner. So Julie Gardner and him were trying to get it off the ground. Early 2000s, I don't remember exactly the time period, like how this all works, but there was some sort of like Christmas party or just some sort of like party, some sort of get together where Jane Tranter was at this party and she had heard from someone else there that Russell Davies wanted to talk to her about Doctor Who. And she had been a fan of Doctor Who and I think was trying to figure out how they could make it back into a production again. So she like ran over and said she wanted to do it. The problem was that she was pregnant with twins and about to go on maternity leave. So even though they discussed it at this party, then nothing developed because like (laughs) she couldn't she couldn't then go take it to like the next step. So it got delayed again. But eventually they were able to do it. And Davies was able to kind of come in and say this is what his pitch was for the doctor or for for bringing back doctor who because he Mm -hmm. said if we're going to do this we have to modernize it for the 2000s we can't have it be this outdated show and which was the problem to begin with of why it went on hiatus right his ideas were you're going to focus more on humanity and earth and you're going to have more of a connection to the characters and make it more mm-hmm. human, like more like emotional or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to make it a 45 minute episode instead of a 22 minute episode, because nowadays in the early 2000s, if you were going to do a drama, you want it to be an hour long because that's how people thought you were serious. And still the pacing, is. you know, the pacing is better too, typically. I would it can think. be. If you I, I, I it into 22 minutes versus 45, I mean, come on. Well, these kind of stories, yeah, I think so. Sometimes I think that stories are better at a 22-minute pace, but that, that's just me. It just depends. And then the other thing was he, he wanted to get rid of some of the, he called it like the extras. Like he wanted to get rid of the time, <laughs> the time lords. He wanted to get rid of the Time Lords. He wanted to get rid of Gallifrey. Gallifrey. He wanted. There you go. He wanted to get rid of some of the audaciousness. <laughs> it's the planet that the Time Lords live on. I figured that out. Yeah, and wanted to kind of ground some of the style. So, like we were talking about earlier, where it was like all of these doctors have like a very pronounced flamboyant kind of style. Mm-hmm. Eccleson's Doctor. What number is he, Rachel? Number nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. He does not. He's wearing a leather jacket and <laughs> jeans or pants. Like, it is just kind of like, yes, he's in the 2000s. Because I didn't even know that this guy was a doctor. I, I've no. only ever he, thought of Kevin Tenet Kevin was and like, Matt Smith. oh, so, so we're starting with the Tenant line. And like, uh, we actually have to start with the ninth doctor because Christopher, Eccl- Christopher Eccleson is the one who started off the new <laughs> series. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> yes. So it's in production, it's all ready to go, and then Michael Grade becomes commissioner of the thing that, of one of the BBC channels, or, or, or like a part of the board of the BBC, and he sees that Doctor Who's going back into production, and he's like, no, I got rid of this thing 20 years ago. <laughs> We're not doing this again. So he asks if they can get rid of it again, and uh, I guess the production people were all like, well, no, we already kind of spent a lot of money on it, and we're, it's already way into production, and it's already been announced, 
And if we mm-hmm. went, if we go back on it now, people are going to be kind of pissed, and it's going to look bad for BBC. So we said, fine, do it, and then when it sucks, we'll just cancel it. So <laughs> they were that close from being cut right. Right off. Oh like, yeah. L- like think about, um, oh I don't know, Warner Discovery today. If that same question would have come from an exec at Warner Discovery, they would have said, okay, we'll cut it. And that would have been the end that of it. That would have been the end, yeah. Like, no, none of these companies today give a flying fuck what it's anybody kind of thinks sad, of them. though. The interesting thing is, Rachel, with the latest Warner Discovery one, uh, they, they sh- tried to shit can a movie that probably was not going to make any money. It was called, like, Acme versus Coyote or something stupid like that. Oh, it's like a okay. Real, it wasn't going to... Come on. Why did you It wasn't going to go anywhere. Place? Sure. Like, you should have put that on Max to begin with, it, it, whatever. But they were going to shit can it again. And the other studios were like, no, you're not. Because they were doing it to make a profit, of course, because mm-hmm. that's all the guy in charge of Warner Discovery knows. He's a, a fucking accountant. Don't put an sure. accountant in front of, your, of creative things. <laughs> True. <laughs> then also, like, the fact that the rest of the studios are like, no, because this is going to set a bad precedent. If, you, if we allow you to do this, then the rest of us are going to start doing it. So they have to actually, they told them, like, you have to shop it around. Like, somebody will buy it. But I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that they'll actually end up writing it off anyway, but that was the latest that I heard about that. So anyway, so they end up going, we have to find the new doctor. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant was approached to be the first. Oh, interesting. This, the doctor. Yeah. I guess he oh, did a I think parody. I've actually heard about that. Yeah. Like he did some I don't think that uh, wouldn't have been good. No, I think it would have just they just thought it would have helped because of the of the name. Of the just name. Like having yeah. the name. But Right. I was I come come in here and I've come in in my TARDIS and yes, we're going to go to space he would, now. He would do that a lot, wouldn't he? Cuz yeah, he does I, that I just, a lot. I don't know how that would have worked. Yeah, Bill Nye. I'm going to be the ninth. Which Doctor. honestly wouldn't would have, have been, been bad because right. he kind <laughs> would have probably of is been like interesting. the other ones, yeah. <laughs> but it would have been a completely different style and energy than yes. what Eccleston is giving here. Absolutely, because Bill Noyes always kind of like I'm going to tell you to piss off. Like that's <laughs> this is his true too. Attitude. I mean, Christopher Eccleston kind of plays that way too. He kind of has a screw uh, you kind of like attitude. A, like Bugs Bunny, though. Like Bill, yeah, like true. he he's, plays he's it like a silly. cartoon character. Very true. And he only so, does the one season. He refused to come back. Right. He he signed up for one season. I I guess he didn't quite like doing. He it, wasn't a I fan guess. of doing it. He did it, but yeah. he was. He's like, I don't want to. This is it for me. I don't want. He didn't want to be typecast, is what he said. But then he he said like there was a lot of pressure on the set and stuff. I guess too. I don't know sure. what that means, but. Okay. Probably to make him perfect uh, so, because of the, like, you know. Because of the pressure on to make him good. Yeah. Yeah. So they end up finding Eccleson. He actually had worked on something with Davies in the past. So then they were able to kind of make it with him. Then they had to find a companion. And Davies and the uh, partner that I mentioned earlier, is that Gardner? Julie Gardner. They did not want to make a companion that was similar to the past where it was a damsel in distress type sure. which i would have never known because billy piper playing rose is exactly what i thought the companion always was sure <laughs> so so yeah, i mean they do, they do a good job of making this like this is the new this is how the companion it like the new like the new companion works. she's a bit tougher it, she's gonna yeah. at least try to do stuff she, she has a mind of well. her own she's independent yes mm-hmm. she, she can think and things like that 
So they they end up deciding to get this. She was a pop star, was Billy Piper, and she was trying to be an actress, and and they she won out. David Tennant's future wife apparently was the other one that was up for contention. Yes, be because it. well, she's she's, she's the daughter. The, she's of a doctor daughter of Tom Baker. Yeah, it's and, all very uh, weird. Yes, that's all very strange. <laughs> that that that's a funny story, but we can wait until later for that one. Okay. There was a, there was a panel with Tom Baker on it, and somebody had asked him, uh, "What's the weirdest thing a, a fan had given you?" And he goes, "Grandchildren," because because oh, 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 oh. <laughs> David Tennant was a huge nerd. <laughs> sure, I I believe that. I don't even have to not believe that. I met Sylvester He's... McCoy. He's the seventh Doctor, and I've met David Tennant. <laughs> I get that they. That that Eccleston didn't want to do it for more than a season because he's being typecast. Because like David Tennant, you think of he is Doctor Who. He I think he embraces Who. it though. He like loves it. It is. I mean, he's, it, like, he's also oh he's also the Purple Man in Marvel, and he's yes. um he's a Barney lot of Crouch in Harry yep. Potter. But he's he's he, also when, in Good Omens. If I close, he's also like, in. <laughs> if I close go on my and on. eyes and you ask Broad me, Church. Oh, that's true, Broadchurch. But if mm-hmm. I close my eyes and you say Doctor Who, David Tennant is the one that, that pops into my head, right? It took Matt Me Smith too. being an incestuous <laughs> dragon lord to have to not be Doctor Who. But I don't think he also he also embraced it heavily. I think so. The, both yeah. of them, and like, and, and like continuing on, Peter Capaldi, oh my God, he was like trying to be the doctor for years. Sure. He's, he was like putting his name in that, that hat as much as he could. But and we'll he was in one of the episodes that. before that too, before he became the doctor. Oh, I'm sure. Because there's only so many British people. Every British actor <laughs> is just in a bunch of British things. That's just how it works. It's very true. That is oh, are you going to be in true. Doctor Who? Or are you going to be in Harry Potter? <laughs> oh, you're going to be in both of them. <laughs> I'm evil in one and I'm good in the other. <laughs> the other thing that they wanted to do was apparently all the old Doctor Whos were serials. So there would be six stories or whatever of the same story and it would be the cliffhanger of like find out next week on doctor who Mm -hmm. whereas now they were like no let's do standalone stories and then some the bbc execs that were in charge of the show were like well why don't we just do a bunch of two-parters so they said why don't we do both so the compromise was we'll do some standalone a whole overarching story that's happening like a modern television show yeah <laughs> so on March 26th, 2005, the first episode of series one of Doctor Who comes out. Renumbering it was also part of the part of the gig too. I guess oh, fair. they thought. I mean, like it would being be... like we're starting over. This is it. Yeah, just like a comic book does. They renumber. They start the number ones to like this is where you're gonna enter. Like don't yep. bother with any of the crap. Other crap. So Rachel. It has stood, withstood the test of time. It's got its big, big, big cult following. It's got all of the stuff. You've got all the gear. We've got all of the everything. But that's not the question. <laughs> the question is, does Doctor Who have shelf life? And we're going to begin the journey through Series 1 today. We have it spaced out over a few, few volumes of shelf life for Kevin's sake. So apologies <laughs> to all of you that want us to go through it one by, like, right away. But Kevin needs breaks. Just like Rachel needs breaks with NXT, Kevin needs breaks with Doctor Who. So yeah, we're right. going to have to do that. <laughs> so, Rachel, anything else to add? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to hop into the, the first episode. 
when we come back after a short break, we will begin our journey through the wormhole that is Doctor Who. After break. Do you want to come with me? Because if you do, then I should warn you. Because if you do, then I should warn you. You're going to see all sorts of things. Ghosts from the past, aliens from the future. The day the Earth died in a ball of flame. It won't be quiet, it won't be safe, and it won't be calm. But I'll tell you what it will be. I'll tell you what it will be. The trip of a lifetime. Doctor Who, coming soon. And we're back. We're back. Oh, you're right. You know what, actually, Rachel? You should what? be doing the play-by-play. I should be. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm this not is, like, good your at that, thing. though. I should have made you do the background. I should have made you do the, the the play-by-play. It's more fun to see you do it, though, but for not knowing anything. Yeah, I'm going to get and a bunch of stuff And like, then being, like, the person that gets to, like, interject and be like, no, let me, let me explain. Let me, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, do you have it up? Are, do you have of course this? I have it up. Of course I do. Okay. I don't need it, but I do. I do. <laughs> so we begin. We begin with the wormhole and the TARDIS opening us up with the opening credits and everything like that. Brief credits and then the symbol of Doctor Who. A diamond oval-ish shape. Is that, has that always been? Or I think it's probably like a new. It's a new score by Murray Gold. I know that, and it's an it's probably a new symbol as well, probably for Doctor Who at that point, I think too. But yes, going through the wormhole now, Rachel is that kind of a a, a, a iconic image of the TARDIS going that through the is wormhole. Absolutely, an iconic image of going through uh, space time vortex. Yeah, we're gonna that's travel to Saturn and more... go through. We sent twelve people into the space time vortex, and on the other side. <laughs> Was nothing but a police call box from the 1950s. But yeah, I mean that is that is very iconic of of seeing the the TARDIS just kind of being thrown through to get to its new zone. <laughs> That's the beginning, and we're off to the races here, March 26, 2005. The episode Rose, by the way. Oh yes, Rose, the first episode. I, I I'm gonna have to say this, and Rachel, I've complained about this my entire life. And oh, I've no. complained about this ever since high definition televisions have oh, I knew started you were say trying this. to do motion smoothing. Yes. So folks at home, for those of you with high def 4K TVs, OLEDs, what what have you, Samsung I think makes it pretty tough to do this. But on every other television, you should be able to do this. Turn this off your motion fine. smoothing. Turn off your motion smoothing, because otherwise it looks like British television. Some people I, like it. Uh, idiots. I'm not saying I do. I'm <laughs> I was going to call them sickos. I was going to uh, <laughs> sickos. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some people like it because it brings a sense of depth to the screen. I don't like it. I I, I want it, it to look like a picture. That's what sure. a fucking movie should and look it, like. And it, it does tend to have this like weird It's a weird like, gloss to, to it. it. it weird... All of a sudden you're just like, oh, why do they move that way? It, it yeah, does feel funky. Weird movement. I've always called this, whenever I look for a new television, I always try to make sure, and I've always referred to this as either soap opera. Yeah, it does. it's soap opera yep. Or British television. And I think it's because of the frame rate that they use, and I think it's because of the videotape versus film or something like that that they use, mm-hmm. or have used. But it, it gives it this 
motion effect that looks unnatural compared to if you watch it on a movie screen or on a television where you turn that off please turn that off if you're watching it with me (laughs) i i i remember one time in particular when like they first started doing this on televisions and one of my friends in like his basement we were watching a harry potter movie and i just kept going there's something wrong with this something doesn't look right And it was because, of course, because he doesn't care nor know that the motion smoothing was on. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, this doesn't look right. It bothered it. It just it it bothers me. You'll be happy to know, Rachel. I don't know if it's because of Max or because of whatever or because I can mess with the, the figures myself. This did not do that to me. I will say that Doctor Who doesn't have as much of that, I think. Yeah. At least in, in there my are, opinion, I don't think it I've, I've, I have seen you watching some Doctor Who shows where like I can see it and it's like, ugh. But these particular <laughs> episodes watching it on this, and again, I, it might be because I have it, everything set up to not do that. Yeah, I did not get that effect watching these sure. episodes. So that was nice. I just wanted to start out with that because if it's there's okay. ever a time it's for okay. me to rant about British television's frame it's right rate, now. it's now. So we zoom in on Earth. We start off in space and we zoom in this cgi globe wonderful looking cgi globe by the way and we go straight into rose's room rachel i could not for the life of me figure out how old rose is supposed to be they say like 19 i believe like 18 or 19 yeah yeah she looks older than that and billy piper was 23 when this came out or something a few years older it's it's not that much of difference but yeah it's just she like at first i was like not putting her into this like 1819 which come on time lord doctor i think she's or more she like looked, 20 21 you're in a, my a little opinion young and your companions here with this 18 year old <laughs> it's true it's true considering he's like what almost 900 thousands of years old or no 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 no, no, no hundreds he's only he's only about like 800 and something i think right now oh okay well then it's that's <laughs> fine He's the same age as Yoda. I think he, he ends up being older than Yoda and looks way better. Now, that's your opinion. So anyway, <laughs> Rose wakes up. She now I, the, the the framing device of her hitting the hitting the alarm clock. I thought that was going to come back. It comes back twice. I thought it was going to come back yes. more than that. And I thought that she was going to question whether or not it was a dream. And she doesn't do that. No. It would have been an interesting concept for that to happen. I like I like that idea. But yeah. Because I thought that she was going to be more skeptical of everything that's about to happen, and she's not really skeptical about I, what, what happens. I think she's a bit more excited about what's what's happening yeah. because she's sick of the mundane. Okay. Okay. Because this is showing her life and just that, like, typical, okay, this is what happens during the day. This yeah, there's a montage like of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She heads out to work. She is in her the mom's heart on the of... couch. She does live with her mom. Yeah, her mom, Rachel. Yes, her mom. We're watching Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's in the heart of London. I think this is Westminster or Piccadilly Square. I don't know. Something in London. And it looks on, it's on there location. There are words that I will not know. Like tea I, I know she's, they actually say where she's from, but I we can't We call think our now. crumpets biscuits and our biscuits cookies here in the States. I think it is just London. I thought I keep thinking they just there's say like London. another word. At some point, they say like the word chav and stuff. So it's like, I look. 
whatever, close enough, was where they filmed it. So they actually went on location and filmed, which I think was another thing that Davies was trying to get them to do because of the fact that the old Doctor Whos were all on sound stages and sets, and which apparently really you could feel too. it. Yes. Yeah. So now it's a little more open and it feels a little grander, like we're doing something a little more important. The other thing that's interesting about this episode is that it leaked online a week or two before the air date. There was actually a lot of anticipation to actually see it then after it got leaked. So actually, that might have really helped because it actually rose the ratings because it made people of... start talking about it right away. Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. Everything here looks extremely 2005. It looks like yes, it 2005 does. in a time capsule. <laughs> yes, it does. Her outfit and everything. She looks like someone. All right, so here, let's talk about Billy Piper's Rose at this point. So a day in the life of her, like you said. She works. Yes. She has lunch with her boyfriend. Yeah, she works She's at working a, like a department store. Mm -hmm. She's folding clothes and doing stuff like that. So exactly. like we said, Billy, Billy Piper is a pop star. She looks like she belongs in the Big Brother house. She looks like she belongs in Big Brother UK. I don't know that's what that funny. means. That's really But that's funny. what I see. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why is that funny? Uh, that might come in later. Okay. At some point, there's like an All episode. Right. There's okay. some stuff happens. It's just funny. We'll get there then. <laughs> so like she she's kind of girl next door, but like glamour trash 2005, which I guess makes sense for being a pop star in 2005. Yeah, that's true. The one thing that that she does a lot is this. She has a lot of uh, movement with her mouth. Yeah, well, she she's got a, teeth a lot and stuff, yeah. with her mouth. Her mouth moves a lot. She yeah. does. But even her bedroom looks like the Big Brother house with these fucking pink kind walls of does. and all this ridiculous yeah. shit everywhere. She does have like a lot of stuff and it's like pink. I think that's kind of what tri they're trying to make her look a little bit younger, a little bit more like yeah, hip and I with think all her right. stuff. I, and yeah, she's with her mom fair. and yeah. That's fair. She's about to leave for the day at work and this guard gives her a bag of something to deliver before she leaves for the day. It, so she, Is it it's, drugs? It's the, it's the money from the till. <laughs> Christ's sake. It's from the cash <laughs> register. <laughs> so she takes a lift down to the basement. Is or, going no, she to calls it the, the lottery guard. money. I forgot. She calls it lottery, called lottery money. money. And I was like, what is Which that? Is, and then the it's from the cash register. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because the mom said something later about lottery money. And I was like, is everybody just like buying lotto tickets or something? <laughs> yeah. She actually has the whole lottery in her hand right now. It's not much. You know, it's just no, a it was like No. No, I thought it was like everyone at the department store like goes oh. to go chips in and then they give it to Mr. Wilson, the electrician, and he goes to the drugstore or like the liquor store and buys the lottery tickets. So she goes down into the basement and she's planning to give I don't think the... it is, right? It's not that. It's not that, right? No, I'm guessing that's my American translation and I'm translating it wrong cuz like that's what we would say a lottery is. I think you're probably right, and it's more that it's the money from the I, I just registers. kind of assumed, but yeah, yeah I think, they don't really say anything right. about it. I just kind of like, oh, yeah, it has to be like the money from the till. She works at a department store. This is, they just have to see Folks at home, let us know. I could be wrong, actually. I have no idea. It's irrelevant to the plot. I mean, it's just to get her down in the basement to have to try to find Mr. Wilson. Because she goes down there, she can't find him. She's asking, like, where she where she is. Yeah, because he's not answering. She wants the protruding to go lips. She has those protruding lips as well. She's, she's very got British. A, it's her teeth. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Is that because she has the British teeth? She's got. Cut they're that. a little bit. They push. They go out a little further, so it makes her lip kind of like 
Okay, yeah. This is very British face. That's why her <laughs> mouth is very expressive. The big book of British smiles. Yeah. She's got, yeah. Uh, I'm going to yeah. be banned from that country by the time shelf life is over. They don't care. Which, yeah, they, they know. <laughs> Our country sucks. I'm going to be looking for asylum there at some point anyway. She hears something and goes into a storage area where the most horrifying thing that we've covered on shelf life happens. <laughs> if you are Thus afraid far. of mannequins, this might not be the episode for you. <laughs> Here's the thing. Nothing, mannequins are terrifying. Like, that and dolls, and that, they're creepy as shit. Okay? Sure. They are. These mannequins, are these British-style mannequins, or are these just very cheaply-looking costumes? Because these mannequins are I, hilariously No, I think cheap. these could actually be, like, mannequins. They look like real mannequins to me. Okay. Because they look cheap and disturbing at the same time. I think that that's also a mannequin, sense. though. Mannequins are cheap and disturbing. It's perfect. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> she gets locked in because she's like, Mr. Wilson, or whatever she's saying. I don't think she's saying Mr. Wilson. She's just saying Wilson. And yeah, she's just yelling. She just like doesn't know where he went. The door behind her shuts because, of course, it does. And she's stuck in this room. As she's standing there, one of the mannequin's heads kind of turns. Uh, good fully work on the like creak of like the yes. plastic <laughs> turning. <laughs> And she and, thinks it's a person in a costume. Yes. But then a lot of them start moving. So then you end up with all these mannequins starting to walk toward her. Because apparently they just have all these mannequins in this storage room. Which is weird. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of odd. But I mean, if it's a giant department store, maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is normal. Do they just have like <laughs> a thousand mannequins ready to go? They just got mannequins up the wazoo down in those department stores. I swear... And folks at home, correct me if I'm wrong about this. One of these mannequins has a little chest hair. I don't they know if might. it was just like because I I, I I don't know if they were just kind of like ah to spray paint them the same color or whatever. But I thought that I could see a little chest hair on one of these mannequins. Rose is scared because yes. wouldn't you be? Because again, this is horrifying. There are mannequins oh, yeah. chasing. Oh yeah. Me. Absolutely. But before they get to her, or right before they get to her, the doctor pops out. And the and first he thing he says is, run. Run. It's so very that... iconic. It is. Is it? <laughs> it's okay. a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> is, that the, is that like the first words it's of like every doctor? It's like a thing. You, you run with the doctor. You know, you, you go okay. on crazy adventures and you run. There's okay. a lot of running involved. <laughs> I know it's it's it, it's his first word though. It's his first word in the new season and in, in like in the uh, the reboot and everything. Yeah. yeah. So yes, we have the doctor. He is there. Oh, we don't get that for a while. That's, that's a little two, newer. There are two <laughs> tracks of Marie Gold's Doctor Who stuff that I think are great. One is with the Matt Smith Doctor, and the other is with yes. the David Tennant Doctor. The score is fine here. It's the Rose music is weird. kind of pretty. Just because it's like What's the, the rose music. Ooh, oh yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give you that. That yes, one. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's best part. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have what Rachel will call an, her iconic duo of Rose Tyler and Doctor Number Nine, as they run. They run out another way. There must. There was another door yeah, or something that some the hallways. doctor came in. Right. And they run into an elevator, 
one of the mannequins tries to stick his arm in and he pulls it off. I mean, the elevator doesn't have a safety thing, obviously, because you, you, the elevator would have just opened. Something is in the way. Yeah. It should have just yeah. opened. But that That's one does right. not have a safety. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I guess. I guess so, now that you mention it. It's a freight elevator or something. <laughs> there's there's yeah, no way. Right. Uh, yeah, whatever. So they're standing here, and Rose asks if this is some sort of student thing. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, no, it's not. Why would you say that? And she's like, because the only way that you could get this many people to do something so silly and stupid is if it was a bunch of students. And he goes, oh, very good, or whatever he says. Yeah, like uh, it's clever. Well done. <laughs> I think it's supposed to show the doctor that she's got like a good critical thinking skills. Yeah, she's actually she's like, like okay, thinking about the situation. Yeah, yeah. Like this can't be mannequins coming to life. It has she's to be assessing like... assessing what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like, okay, this isn't real. So this means that this is a bunch of students doing some sort of flash mob or something like that. Right. The only thing I think that is more terrifying than mannequins coming to life would be a flash mob i mean it would be kind of scary to be in the middle of one i would run away i would run away flash, flash mobs are a scourge on the planet i'm glad that that that, that fad came and went <laughs> so the doctor has an explosive or something he's like i'm going to blow them all up with this i'm, I'm telling you rachel i the get the way like, you just did that voice he sounds so weird <laughs> He's so he much has, deeper voice. Well, I, I I can't do a Christopher Eccleston impression. No, probably would be kind of difficult. But he, he, he comes off to me as like Bugs Bunny. Like he is this kind of like waskly wabbit type of no, character. I think that is kind of the way he plays it. I feel like he's a bit darker, but he does kind of ham it up. He does in, in some points, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. But he does ham it up. I, I, I can't remember watching a David Tennant with you to know that. I know Matt Smith takes a priest. Like he, he's a more serious doctor. I don't remember if, right? David Tennant is a bit of a mixture. Yeah. So once we get so to him, you're goes... going to see like this, the side of him that gets really dark at points. And, and then yeah. there's the side that's very playful. Yeah. So he tells Rose to just go home, eat her beans and toast, which of course we know is the epitome of British cuisine. Yes. Beans on toast. Enjoy. <laughs> you ever had beans on toast, Rachel? I'm not a big fan of beans, so no. Neither am I. <laughs> Folks I don't know what home, kind of beans. Particular, particularly our, yeah, our British audience. Can you recommend some sort of bean and toast recipe to us? I want to try it. I'll do it. As a yank, I put jelly or jam or butter or, or peanut butter, peanut butter yeah. on my toast like a normal person. <laughs> but I'm also an American who eats terribly. So what, what is that? What is the really gross-looking stuff that they put on it? Like the Vegemite. But that is Vegemite. Uh, that's no. Aus- That's Aussies, mite. That's the oh, that's other also side Aussies. of the British that's Empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm See, just trying to think pers- of other spreads. It's like that. That yeah. that is like a you don't well, expect you know, you know what you're eating when you take eat some Vegemite. So hey, British colonialism went all over the world, Rachel, and the thing that they decided <laughs> to to have in common or different is what they put on their toast. That's that's how you can tell where the British have gotten gotten their little grubby hands in. Oh no. Of what's what's being put on their toast. <laughs> I just wanted to do a big Winston Churchill. Hey, what are we putting on the toast this morning? Beans again. I went Winston over Winston Churchill's in Doctor Who. <laughs> Fucking course he is. <laughs> Like not actually the Winston Churchill, but you know what I mean. But he could have been if that fat bastard would have lived long enough. <laughs> he probably could have. 
<laughs> I'm doing a walk-on on this new program called Doctor Who. <laughs> well, hello there, Doctor. You're a very fashionably-looking man. Let me ask you something. Would you like a nice cigar, um, Doctor? Rachel's like, yeah, right. he, that's what he asked him in that episode. He probably so does, anyway. actually. I wouldn't be surprised. So he tells Rose to leave. Don't tell anybody about this, or, or you'll put them at risk for dying. Yeah, you'll get him killed. I, I think it's because he is planning on blowing this place up, and he doesn't want yeah, anybody to come. I guess so, because I was like, what else, like, what harm would it really do other than them not believe you? Like, what what's going to happen? But mm-hmm. I guess you're kind of right. So then he says, I'm the doctor, by the way. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. Run for your life. Yep. That's how he says it. That's exactly how he says it. Run for your life. <laughs> and then, I mean, she does. She's still holding the arm of the mannequin. Why does she the have way. the mannequin arms? I think because she, it's like one of those, like, uh, you're just stunned by what's happening. Focused so you just on, hold on. on. Running, so she's not, yes. yeah, she's not so she's just holding on to everything that's in her hands. Okay. She's afraid of what's going on. So she's like looking a little paranoid all around. Like she's, I guess, because she's thinking like another mannequin or something could pop up, I think. Well, because he said it's not students. Like, well, what the hell is going on then? So right. it's like, okay. Rachel, then... is this a thing? Are these mannequins? I guess I could ask this just about the, the show in general, but this plastic empire <laughs> that we end up learning about, is that a recurring villain in the Doctor Who universe? No? Okay. No, I don't think it comes back. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. So yeah, I don't think CD... the living plastic is going to come back on this one. <laughs> What a bizarre concept. Uh, there's like things that are similar to living plastic, but I don't think it is living plastic. I'm trying to like think of all the different episodes now. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Rachel is a big fan. She's no by no means an expert. So if we, if we get, if especially me, if any, if either of us get something wrong, like just take it in stride, guys. We cannot remember everything with pop culture. That's impossible. And if you are doing that, then who boy, howdy. Anyway. Yeah. CGI explosion of the department store, and <laughs> Rose passes passes the TARDIS. So you get a, you get the TARDIS in the background. She doesn't yes. recognize it, of course, but you see of it course. in the background. And then later, she's back at home. Her mom's on the phone, going, "You know, she barely got out of there alive." Oh, her mom is a character. She is yes. nuts. Yeah, you can tell that her mom's fucking crazy. She's <laughs> one of these crazy <laughs> British ladies that's just like. Well, you're having a laugh, kind of. Oh, yeah. oh she, they, I feel like she does have, are you having a laugh? A lot. I have a feeling that probably happened. <laughs> yeah, it's got to. Her but she's a bit of a her. eccentric. Yeah, she's aloof. And she wants sure. to be as old as her daughter, so. Yes, she very much does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can very much tell that she, she wants to be her daughter's age. I can't remember if it's in this scene or another scene where she says something about, like, yeah, but she looks older than me. Oh, she says it like here. That. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, you should see her. It's aged her. Like, she, like yeah. I'm the daughter now. Like, <laughs> Her boyfriend shows up. He was... Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Okay. She, yeah. He was phoning her mobile, Rachel. <laughs> I know. I think... That, yeah. Just so that you can remember that we're in 2005. 2005. Yep. And British, because... Yeah, I think all of that's kind of like... Call your cell, even back then. Right. He thought she was dead. And the mom's like, you could probably get 500 quid for an interview. And Rose takes the phone and hangs up on one of the friends. And then, of course, another friend immediately calls the mom. Right. (laughs) 
now her job is kaput and all the mom's friends are calling and, and want want to know what happened and i guess probably also trying to make sure that Rose's I mean, it's alive. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. They all knew she worked at if the you were, department if you store. A department that, store just blew up. Like, yeah, like okay, you heard this that is a big the place deal. that I was working at was on fire, like, you would be calling, no like, are you okay? Yeah. Well, absolutely. I, uh, apparently, they're in one of the original cuts of this, they do refer to it as a terrorist act, but then they had to cut it out because mid-2000s, that was a little right. too dark to, to be including in your Doctor Who episode. Absolutely. But I mean, that would be the scary thing with that. Everybody would probably be calling everybody they know, going, "What's going right. on? Have you seen anything else?" Like the boyfriend, what's his name? Mickey. Mickey asks if she wants some tea, and she says she needs something stronger than that down at the pub, or or maybe he says, "Wait, you need something stronger than that down at the pub." And she's like, "Is there a match going on?" And he's like, "Well, your last few minutes, we can get in there." So <laughs> she, she's like, "No, go ahead." And I was like, "Yep, we're in England, all right." So he tells her to get rid of the arm, or she tells him to get rid of the arm for Yeah, her. like, just go toss it out. I don't know why I still have it. <laughs> they have this very shitty 2005 TV, which I'm pretty sure I had in my dorm room. He throws it yeah, in the like trash. Yeah, it's like a bulky one, isn't it? It's not even like a flat. Yeah. It's going to be a bulky. No, it's yeah, not yeah, a flat. Yeah. It's just this big bulky thing. He throws the arm in the trash in as the he bin. leaves. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have Apo- to. Apologies. Yeah, no, you're right. Apologies. It makes a tapping, like a like thing from the Adams family sound, like the. Yeah, is what yeah, like it's like creeping around. She wakes up the next day. Rose does. This is where I wrote down that all the walls are so 2005, and so 2005 England. I think our cousin had like bright pink walls like that though, with sparkles. That was like a thing. But I guess that would be like older one. Early 2000s. Yeah, it's yeah. It really was like very pastel-y bright colors of that like britney spears mm-hmm. music videos all had bright fucking colors oh, and shit absolutely. in it like that's right what it looked like her mom wants her to try to make money off of this and she thinks that like that like that's her mom's goal is like you go down to police station you could probably get 50 quid for this or whatever well, she it's like <laughs> I, I don't i don't quite understand how she thinks she's gonna make money off of it just the fact that she was there i guess you could get some sort of insurance like probably a workers in comp like, or something yeah, i guess yeah like some sort of unemployment benefit of like yeah my my place of employment my blew up. place of blew up and i am out of work now yeah she thinks she hears a cat coming through the mail slot and she is like yeah, I told you to fix this. So she walks over and she sees that there's like nails have been removed. So it's like a cat wouldn't have done that. Right. And on the, she like kind of lifts up the slot and on the other side is the doctor. I assume this is because he was able to track a living mannequin. He's tracking the plastic. Okay. Yes. He's got a pen, <laughs> which turns out to be the sonic screwdriver. A screwdriver. <laughs> The mom flirts with the doctor because there's a strange. I think you think it's a pen because I have a pen that is a sonic screwdriver. Okay, that's possible. I have a feeling that's what it is. It looks like a, it looks pen-ish. Yeah, yeah. The mom flirts with the doctor and she's like, oh, there's a strange man in here. There's a strange man in my bedroom and anything could happen. And then he goes, no, and then just walks away. Yes, he passes. He passes on sleeping with the mom. He's got his eyes on this 18-year-old girl. <laughs> this is where I think that Rose... Maybe this is a, a more English type of, of thing. The strange man that blew up your department store... I mean, he saved her. 
I get that. But I would be like, you're not coming in to the house. You can I'll, I'll, I'll go to you somewhere in public. Because I don't know who you are. And I feel like like she's just so accepting of like, well, do you want some tea? And he's like, oh, well, no, I think I'd that's have some just milk, a very please. British thing. But I, I think she just wants answers. And since he's there. Sure. Because she, like I said, I, she does just accept it. So I think he's, she's trying to figure out like, okay, what is going on? Right. He flips through their shit, a magazine and a book and stuff. He sees himself in the mirror for the first time. And I know that this yes. is a thing. So my guess, what I've, what I've surmised from this from this entire episode is that he has regenerated recently because he's he, just regenerated because he's talking about how he, he's like oh my ears does he have to deal with these and yeah they're big <laughs> yeah, he's got some he's got some ears on this guy but he has to have regenerated somewhat recently but enough also to have gone to the kennedy assassination and the titanic as well well you don't know when that could have happened so that could have happened before this but it could have also happened after oh, this but he let he went back right. and did that nope yeah you're right thank you for correcting me on that you're one. welcome yeah 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 so yes he, <laughs> so have, then he has could have happened anymore any time yeah so then he has regenerated recently as he is standing there the arm attacks him and begins to choke him she thinks he's faking it when she well, sees because this. Mickey did it earlier. He was like pretending that it was choking him earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's like, I told so him just to like, throw oh that my out. God. Yeah. <laughs> but the arm then grabs onto her. And you get some wonderful acting from them as it's just some fun stuff of just pretending. It's so cheap. It's just, oh, just yeah. like, I'm not saying that to be derogatory. It's just funny, like, how simple oh, and yeah. cheap it is. Because it's just like, but sometimes the this... simple simplicity of it is really nice. I kind of yeah. like that sometimes. Just this plastic arm, and they're pretending like it's attacking them. And then they yes. fall, fall through the coffee table like a Chris Farley Pratt fall. <laughs> and he uses the screwdriver to stop it. Which I feel like makes the screwdriver like more powerful than Sonic. fucking Voldemort's wand because he's just like but it's Sonic. That's why puts it up to it. Mean it's, it's the what Sonic. What does that mean? The Sonic screwdriver. I don't know. It's magic. <laughs> it's science. It's it's a wizard did it. It's alien technology. What do you want from me? <laughs> Rachel, you are the expert of Doctor Who. You are supposed to know all one thousand or however many goddamn episodes there are of this thing. I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> But some of this is not going to be explained by this is what it is. It is what it is. You roll with it. <laughs> so the doctor leaves with, uh, with the arm, like the dead arm or whatever. But she chases him down the stairs, wanting to know more. So to your point, Rachel, she's pretty inquisitive. She wants to know, like, what's going on. Yes. And she says, well, you have to tell me or I'll start talking. And you said, if I tell anybody, I'm going to get some people killed. So she. this is where I thought she said... Like, what is your name? And she, he goes, I told you, I'm the doctor. And that's where I think she says, Dr. What? Oh, she does say Dr. What here. It was earlier when they were just like, he was walking around looking at everything. And she goes, what was your name again? Dr. Who? That's like, that's what she was oh, saying. Like, she was getting the okay. tea together. Yeah. I missed that So one. she says okay. it there, but now it's Dr. What? Like, like gotcha. what doctor are you? Like, what kind? And as they're walking, a fairly decent and more modern day shot, I guarantee they wouldn't have done this in the older series and i think that's part of the point of doing it where they're just walking down like this alleyway and like down this like park and it's all in one shot as they're talking and right. you wouldn't have been able to do that on, on a sound stage so she says is that supposed to sound impressive and he goes sort of and <laughs> so 
I, I just wasn't, I wasn't totally buying her being so fascinated with the doctor, but I get that you're just supposed to, like you're saying, she's supposed I mean, to this be like. weird stuff just happened and everything is usually yeah. mundane. Like, what is this? What is going on? Yes. Okay. And, and that's fair. That's fair. The entire world revolves around you. And he goes, sort of, yeah. So. <laughs> A little pompous. All Time Lords are. She tells him to start from the beginning. And I think he goes over it. Talks about this living plastic. They have this thought control. It's a, it's a really long story. They lost their planet, so they needed to find a planet mm -hmm. that made sense for them. And because Earth has nothing but plastic on it, it made sense to come here. Right? Right. Then she asks him, really, Doctor, who are you? So I guess she kind of says it there, there too. <laughs> and And he explains that it's like when you're a kid. The first time they tell you the Earth's moving, you can't believe it because nothing's moving. But he can feel it all. And she's like, take, he's, there's a lot of hand holding, which is weird as well. Is that, that's gotta be a doctor thing, though, I feel like. Uh, probably just like the touchy feely kind of stuff. Yeah. Sickos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's also trying to get her to like feel it with him. Y yes. I think it's yes. I, I think things. that is, I think that is the point. Yeah. Uh, she sees the TARDIS vanish because he just kind of leaves and the, the TARDIS vanishes with, with him. She goes to the boyfriend explicitly because she doesn't have internet, I think, and needs to use his computer. So we get a 2005 computer, which looks like a 1995 computer. This <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> this thing looks old as hell. Oh, yeah. It's, it's an old one. It's great. Like, sometimes, Rachel, I've complained about how I feel like we've plateaued a bit when it comes to technology, and I guess it has been 20 years since this, but we've come a long way <laughs> when you look at this <laughs> we've thing. We've come a long way. <laughs> it's yeah, this true. Is... It is very true. So she looks on the internet, and even back in 2005, kids, who should be listening to Shelf Life with their parents' permission... You could find all sorts of conspiracy theories and wackadoos and fun stuff oh, back absolutely. in 2005. And she finds a site where a guy is claiming conspiracy theories about the doctor. It says, contact Clive, if you've seen this, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Honestly, that, I like was, Clive. I'm sad about Clive. But you... <laughs> that was very, that was very um, old school kind of, kind of internet, though. It, very, it puts you yes. right there. Like, he just has, like, here's my, here's, here's my website. stuff. I created yeah, quick. Nobody cares. With yeah. an image and some words and... <laughs> Yeah, a very GeoCities-centric page and cheap, like, uh, uh, what oh, it's was great. the, what was the, like, angel fire, but not, like, flash, like, using flash oh, yeah, with, like, the to, flash like, make stuff. graphs oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. The internet's best time was between, like, 2004, 2010 or so, and then it just <laughs> fell off a fucking cliff. Became the cesspool that you know today. So, they, because now Rose is just so fascinated, may, she has the boyfriend take her to this guy's house and right. at least she thought to bring the boyfriend with because it like i think he wanted to go with i i don't think she even cared if he came with to be quite honest well she, he he has a good point because he's like she he, this guy could be a nutter this guy could be like a, a serial killer and could be right. like some lunatic on the internet you. yeah is this some conspiracy nut on the internet so she says that that's not the case like he's got a wife and kids and stuff now i still 20, think he's a lunatic <laughs> in the 2020s there are plenty of people with wives and kids they're fucking crazy on the internet so that doesn't oh, yeah, really absolutely. mean anything but 
the boyfriend also stays outside and is there just in case that she <laughs> ends up trying to. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that he tries to act tough as he like sits in this little buggy, this little Volkswagen right. bug. He like gives him this look like, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Like, he tries to like know? mean mug it. Yeah. <laughs> this kid opens the door and says, dad, it's one of your nutters. Clive comes to the yes. door. It might as well have That's been right. Stephen Fry. I know that they wanted Stephen Fry to potentially be the doctor, which would have been pretty good. But Oh, yeah, sure. One of the most British suburb-looking men I have ever seen in my life. If you asked me to, like, draw a picture of a British man in the suburbs, it's quite very true, though. It's very true. <laughs> so they did a great job of casting this role. He tells her, let's go back out to the shed, which is where mm-hmm. you always want to go with a stranger the first time <laughs> that you've met them. stranger. When yes. they're on, when you when the you're, I'm not gonna I I'm not even gonna do the British voice. I'm just gonna go. Oh yeah, you saw me on the internet. Come back with me to my shed. I'll show you all, my, all my conspiracy, conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he has garlic hanging from the ceiling too, and I don't think I noticed Does that he? before. <laughs> yeah, I did not notice that. I think there's like a bicycle, but then there's also like garlic on string. So he's got uh, he's got potentially some so he's vampire a theories. Knives. Yeah. 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 So he I, I at first I thought he doesn't think that the doctor is a time traveler. He thinks it's a title passed down from father to son. So he thinks like all of these people that he's seeing are like the like same family. family. Yeah, that that happens mm-hmm. to influence things across the decades. But then he then right. he says that he, or, or maybe he thinks, like, that's something that some of the conspiracy nuts on the internet think. But he says that no matter, like, every time he shows up, he brings death with him. Which must just be kind of, like, a recurring thing, too. Like, is that, like, part of the lore? And then sure, what he thinks the Doctor is, is an immortal alien. He thinks Which it's the same guy. <laughs> well, you know, he's right. Can Not the wrong. Doctor die, Rachel? Yeah. Can? Yes, he Even can. though he regenerates, yes, he, can. he can die. He can die. That is possible. Would he regenerate if he was killed or no? Yes. So first he'd regenerate, right? If you kill him during a regeneration, he's going to die. Okay. He'll be gone. But typically, typically if they die, they'll regenerate. Got it. Okay. I Me think there's w- probably other ways to kill him too, but I'm like sure. that's the typical. Well, I'm planning to kill a, a you know, an immortal time lord, so I'm just trying oh, great. to figure I've out. I've told you how to do it now. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the bin starts to creep toward the boyfriend. So there, it was garbage day. Garbage day, I guess. So one of the neighbors <laughs> brought out their garbage can. And it starts to move closer to the boyfriend. And the boyfriend gets suspicious of this. And he goes to, like, touch it or, like, open the garbage can. I think he can. goes to open it. Yeah. Because yeah, he thinks, like, something like, what's in inside? It. Yeah. Right. And as he's going to do this, it sucks him in. Uh, it it grabs onto him first and like it like stretches oh, and this hangs great onto CGI, him. fantastic, oh. beautiful CGI of the plastic stretching. You'll think you're watching Lord of the Rings or something. It's just oh my god, fantastic, it was so realistic. <laughs> so I guess it does this because it's made of plastic, so it's part of the hive mind. Sure, it's now. probably like yeah, it's probably like pulling him. Yeah, but it swallows him whole into the yes bin she comes out after hearing about the immortal alien speech and says that he's a nutter he's a conspiracy freak so the boyfriend was right yeah she just doesn't believe him the boyfriend has clearly been changed into a plastic mannequin man (laughs) yes i don't know how 
And Rose, <laughs> I don't know how you didn't realize that, that he was changed into a plastic mannequin man. I mean, she's just not really paying attention. I think her mind is elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. They go to lunch because she's like, well, let's get some lunch. Do you want pizza or Chinese? And, and the mannequin, mannequin man goes weird. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> like a infant ninja turtle. And yep. the... <laughs> The dude's complexion keeps changing too. You'd think that she would notice that it, he keeps getting like he's a little like like grayer. Yeah, or like he's pla- he looks plastic, so he looks shiny. Yeah, and then a, his hair a, looks fake as can a be. Fair job, I guess, as far as makeup goes for a show on a budget like this. Right. I mean, yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't have variations in his skin tones anymore. It's just like one thing because it's plastic. So it's good. It looks good. They're at lunch and she is saying that she she wants to talk about like she's talking about how she doesn't know what she's going to do for a job or anything like that. And the boyfriend mannequin keeps trying to bring up the doctor again and like mm-hmm. wants to know about more about the doctor. Like where did where did she what did he say? Did he say anything? And she's like, I don't want to talk about him anymore. I don't think he's safe because of the whole thing about death following him. Right. This next part, I couldn't understand why this was the part where he starts glitching. Because he keeps going, babe, s- sweetheart, but babe, sweetheart. I like don't... darling sugar. Yeah, he like, I don't think he knows like what to say. I, I, it's... Is it because he doesn't know what? I think it's the what... voice part. Okay, because I was like, does he not know what the term of endearment is that he would that, be like, saying would to use? her? So I think that's also part of it. Okay. But I don't think he's really talked most of this time. I think he said the pizza thing. The pizza thing was weird too. Yeah. And then... It's like, it's hard for them to, to copy vocals. Like, they're getting better at copying physical, yeah, but yeah. it's probably hard for them to copy the vocal. A uh, waiter comes by with champagne. It's clearly the doctor. And then it's, <laughs> after after they both try to reject it, then the mannequin looks up and is like, oh, it's you. And then he realizes that it's the doctor who shakes up the champagne bottle and shoots the cork into the mannequin's face who absorbs yes. it in another brilliant CGI oh, fantastic. shot. And then he spits it out. And they begin to fight. They fight enough in this cafe or whatever, and he rips the head off the mannequin. Oh, it's so violent. <laughs> I mean, part of what Davies said was he it needs to have some, like, a little bit of violence to it. Like, that's Dr. Oh, yeah, Who. a little bit of the action, a little bit of violence, of course. Great effects. It's kind the of funny, head- though. I, I laughed a little bit of just how silly this part is where the ma- the headless yes. mannequin is chasing them down. Mm-hmm. They go into this alley and the Sonic... So- this is where I learned that the Sonic screwdriver was the name of the tool, not the pen. Right. <laughs> and he just tells... Rose is like, what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? And he's like, just go in, go in the TARDIS. It's fine. So <laughs> she's like, you want me to go in there? This is a little box in the middle of the alley. I'm not going in that wooden box. Open the gate! Sonic screwdriver. Use it. Nah. Tell you what, <laughs> go in here. Can't I decide a wooden box? Right. This thing looks cheap. This is just a what, this the TARDIS? A charming cheap little prop. This oh, TARDIS. I love it though. I'm not I'm again I'm not saying it as a bad thing. I'm just I know, but <laughs> You can't knock the TARDIS. I won't allow it. Everything else is is fair game. <laughs> no, this is this is the this is Doctor Who, right? This is the TARDIS. Yes. That is 
what makes this time and whole relative thing dimension work. in space. Thank you, because I tried to write that down and I can't remember where I did. <laughs> she goes in, looks stunned. We we only have her point of view, and then she comes back out. She walks around it. Yes. Deciding, I think, whether to risk it with the mannequin following them or not. And then so not she, believing what she's saying. Either. She tries to, I think, go even go back and try to like pull the fence open the again. The lock yeah. open. And then she just decides, okay, I guess I'll go in here. So she goes in the TARDIS and we find out how much larger it is inside. It's bigger on the inside. And she... You gotta say it. <laughs> is, why, is that like a thing? It's another thing. Yes. Okay. See, I'm glad that she knows these. <laughs> He tells her to shut up a minute while he does something. And of course. We get the inside of the TARDIS. It looks he's like He's kind the... of rude. I'm telling you. You yeah, say he's like rude. Bugs Bunny, but he's rude. Bugs you know? Bunny he's is rude. rude. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, you're right. He is. <laughs> uh, it looks like the command center from the Power Rangers movie. It does. Yes. I also think I said that when I first saw it. <laughs> Rachel, can you describe the inside of the TARDIS, please? So it's like a, it looks almost like a dome. Rachel's actually. like, it looks like the it's command got, center from the inside. It looks like the <laughs> command center from the inside of it. Uh, there's like these orbs on the inside that kind of just like line it. And then there's, this seems like this, a little command center in the middle that's round with like a lot of buttons and knobs and levers with like a piece in the middle that just like looks glowy and like whirs like it, it, there's a lot of like wires there's and stuff around the place and wires it's and, yeah. very alien looking yeah almost like like suction cups of an octopus i guess is kind of how you could describe it but yeah she says the inside that's what this one looks like oh they change that's interesting yes so uh, uh, it's like the old one. If you look at if you look back at the old one, it's it's metal. a skinnier it's like, TARDIS, right? It's it's like silver, smooth metal, and mm. like the saucer in the middle looks a little different. And yeah, she asks... kind of regenerates with the Doctor. I'll tell you okay. that. One. I mean, that, that makes sense because mm-hmm. the the way that they're able the way that they're able to keep this going for so many decades is that it's the same premise, but it's a completely different show every time. Sort of. Sure. They have a different personality. Yeah. Is it alien? She asks, and he says, yes. And then she he, she goes, are you? And he goes, yes. Yes. <laughs> so she gets freaked out a little bit, and then she's like, no, I'm all right. Because he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a shock. I, I get it. And then she's like, no, I'm all right. Because, I get, again, I think it's supposed to be showing that she's tougher than what any other, like, doctor would have anticipated, like, finding this person or whatever. Right. Apparently, but she one... seems she's more upset though. She's wondering where where Mickey is. Like, is he dead? That's right. Yes, she's she thinks that Mickey might be dead, and he's like, oh, I didn't think of that. So he freaks out because the head starts melting as she tries to say, like, what do you mean you didn't think of that? My boyfriend like could be dead, and you didn't tell like. So she asks him, why does he sound like he's from the north? Yes. Is that is that because Chris Eccleston is from like northern UK or something? Potentially, or he's putting it on. I think that's like he, he also says like a lot of places have norths. I think is like the joke, but um, gotcha. Oh, I think I, it's just a dialect like from yeah. from the north. And it's so like it's if we had like... if like we had a New York accent or a Canadian accent or a Midwest accent or something like that, you'd say like, oh, you're from the north right. versus the south here. Yeah, I did miss that. So the head starts melting. He freaks out. So then he has to start like pressing buttons and stuff on his TARDIS and it ends up transporting them from the, the alley to somewhere else right like a river walk type of area that's where mm-hmm. she asks why he sounds like he's from the north she goes what's the poli- what's a police box 
And that's where he, he tells her the and it's concept. old. So even for there, it's old. Well, because he tells her the concept of the police box. It's a disguise. It's a telephone booth from the 50s. I think even in the 60s when the show came on, that would have been like antiquated, right? So like that would have been the joke even back then. So like now yeah. it's not a disguise at all. It's Right. Just... It's, it stands out. Yeah. <laughs> I even put down in my notes. So like, Rachel, why does it look like that? But I think you've explained it as just, it's kind of the inside joke of like, it's a box from the 50s. Well, it's the chameleon. Okay, so he does explain that it's supposed to be a disguise. And at some point, I think it comes up again. And he explains like, why don't you change it? Why doesn't it change with like the places you go to? And it's like the chameleon converter or whatever the hell it's called is broken. So it's just, he doesn't change it. But I also think he just likes it the way it is. So he keeps it that <laughs> okay. way. Okay. So I'll, I'll take <laughs> and the that TARDIS is kind of living in itself. So it might be like, no, I like being this way. Yeah. Too. I like that explanation just fine. So this is where he explains the whole thing with the plastic and he has anti-plastic yeah, because of course yes, that's right. <laughs> and the problem is is that he can't find the transmitter for it so he's got this thing ready to kind of stop the invasion that's going to happen but and of course it's just anti-plastic because it like because it's, I mean, it's, it's silly it's fine it's silly it's sciencey you know antimatter anti-plastic so he explains that this transmitter needs to be like a big round thing like a big round thing and right. something big and round and like it would be huge <laughs> and she's staring at the f- very famous what's the ferris wheel in london called the london eye the eye that's right yes so they're they're using the eye as the transmitter of course and the gag is that he keeps going what what are you looking at what are you looking at and he keeps turning his head back and back and forth between yeah like a cartoon character (laughs) yes like a cartoon character i think you're right yeah he's very a wascally wabbit wabbit type of thing so yeah 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 then he finally gets it so we get some good comic timing here and And they run brilliant right fantastic i think is his fantastic yes fantastic is his word yes (laughs) and they run down they all have one (laughs) yes I think Eccleston even says, like, that he wanted it to be fantastic because the world is fantastical. So that's, like, I like his... it. It's nice, though. So they run down to it. I Again, I don't get the hand-holding thing, but it, I, I've got to... I felt like it had to be a Doctor Who companion thing. Well, I think it's... it's like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it's a hand. companion. He's just pulling her along. Yeah. So if they don't stop this, every artificial thing will become alive, breast implants included, as Rose points out. <laughs> Which could be interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. That could probably be my next step here to oh, make some... Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't expect me to show up on your Doctor Who episode, did you? I didn't. No. <laughs> have some living breasts. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh... so, anyway, he's a pervert, Rachel. So I oh, can I do know. it. I know. Yeah. I mean, think about, she... like, the people who have, like, fake arms and legs and stuff, though, too. Like, those would end yeah, up Yeah, being... now they'll all come alive. Well, if they, especially if they just have, like, a plastic, like a, like a, yeah, like a Munson arm. Yeah, it's just the plastic arm. piece. Yeah, a Doyle Munson yeah. arm. She thinks that it might be under the sewer grates, so they go down. So she, she figured that out, too, for mm-hmm. him. They enter into this, like, lair. It's, um, the Terminator factory from terminator 2 <laughs> yeah pretty much and the terminator the uh, london the underground t- <laughs> yeah the, the t-1000 has fallen into it so now it's kind of bubbling and like screaming and stuff that's uh, what you we're know what? that would with. make sense yeah so it's the end of that terminator 2 and he what says music? i'm trying I, all of a sudden like that music popped into my head <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's what i picture 
He isn't there to kill it. He wants to give it a chance. He wants to give it a chance right. to leave on like peaceful terms. Right. So he asks to talk to it. He wants permission to approach. He asks permission under the shadow initiative or something like that. I figured that was another thing. It is a thing. <laughs> Should I not ask what it is and let that unfold? Uh, it's it's just something. Sp it's like the spacey police, Space I guess you could yeah. call it. Yeah. Okay. Council, I guess. Her boyfriend is there, and he's alive. So she like runs up to. to Weird that they left him. him alive, considering they killed Wilson. They like, like they let Mickey live, but because they made a copy of him. I think oh, that's they, true. He even says it. Like they oh, let, they so they would like use him alive to, to so that they could maintain a copy of him. Sure. Yeah. So he's he says that was always a possibility, and she gets mad at the doctor for not telling her that that could have been mm -hmm. a possibility. And he's like, why don't you save this for like later when we when we can talk about that. So he approaches the CG lava pit, of course, being uh, kind of smug, tells it to shunt off. And then he tells it that it's an invasion, plain and, and you don't get the other side. So you have no idea what the lava pit is telling it. I know that the lava pit has a name. I can't remember what it is called. I think they but, just call it the consciousness because it's kind of like a high yeah, I think type that's of right. thing. Something about the consciousness. Yes. It eventually, he calls humans stupid little people but they're capable of so much like you can't invade them now and as he's saying this the pit reveals that the consciousness reveals that the tardis has been kind of captured by the mannequins yes they took that so that means that they know who he is and you can tell right. they know who he is because you can't you don't get the you don't get the side where they're telling him this but he's like no 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 i tried to stop it i tried to stop the war and all this stuff he fought in the war. It wasn't his fault. He couldn't save any of them. Mm -hmm. So something with the backstory, and, I, and I'll get into it more when we talk about the end of the world episode too, I think, Rachel, because I have, I have a theory. Ooh, I, have, okay. I have two theories. Oh. I have one that's Ooh, fun. more probable than the okay. other. Yeah. The mannequins take him, and they find the anti-plastic. He calls it insurance. He wasn't going to use it. But so despite this, the consciousness starts having a fit. It asks, the, asks if the TARDIS is his ship. Um, mm -hmm. They call it, I think they, like, they, they say it's like a weapon. It's his weapon yeah. or something yeah, like that, Yeah, he describes it as yeah. a weapon. He's like, it's not a weapon. But it, it recognizes the TARDIS and says that it's uh, terrified it's going to the next step because, like, it's afraid of whatever doctor the Doctor is, which is a Time Lord. Like, they're, it must be afraid of the Time Lords for some reason. Sure. Yeah. Rose calls her mom, who's trying to get a compensation at the police station. <laughs> but she's, and now she's going to go to the store at night. And as she's there, the plastic thing activates a signal, which sets off all the mannequins to attack. And they have guns in their hands for some reason, or some sort of weapon, because Clive and his family are also at the mall shopping, and they kill Clive! I was so upset about them killing Clive. Because like, Clive what? was like, I was right, look, I'm right, like, look at this crazy shit happening. And yeah, they have, like, laser fingers? I don't know. So Rachel, it's very did, weird. Does Clive ever come back, or do they actually kill Clive? No, he Ugh. doesn't come back. I know. That's, I liked Clive too. I wish he was like more prevalent. That's pretty dark. That they it is Clive. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, sorry to hear about your little friend Clive. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. But that's like kind of a thing, you know. Like you were saying, it's 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 there very is some it, like, like Clive was saying. There's death that come, follows the Doctor. Yeah. And I think that's also a, a more British thing, where even if this is for families and it is for families to watch on Saturday nights, there's some darkness there, too. Mm -hmm. 
the mannequins begin attacking them all while Rose is trying to get into the TARDIS, but it's locked, so she can't get into it to, to flee or to do something or try to see if there's a weapon in the TARDIS. Suddenly, then, decent direction here on this episode, all of the camera angles become very horror movie-esque as oh, the yeah. mannequins attack. It all looks, hell's breaking loose. It looks pretty good. Children it's, mannequins, adult mannequins. Yes. Terrifying. Oh, terrifying these little children mannequins i think children mannequins would creep me the fuck out like that would scare me like, more just, i think just imagine yeah like i'd be like all right like i i don't i'm, I'm this is this is the, is this that point where you'd be like okay i'm just gonna succumb to my fate here <laughs> <laughs> the hell with this i can't deal with this nope i'm done i'm out it is incredibly silly looking though too at the same time. oh it's very silly it's very scary and very very silly. I think it's it's the it's the wedding mannequins that start going after Rose's mom. Yes, Rose's mom end up ends up having some bride mannequins go after her. Rose is looking down, thinking this whole time, and she runs over to a wall and starts saying something. And I couldn't tell if it was the sound mix or the accent that I could not tell what she said. So I had to rewind and put the captions on so I could tell what she said. And I think this is where you get your. Your explanation, Rachel, for why she is excited to do this stuff. Because she says she's got no A-levels, she's got no job, she's got no future, but she does have a bronze medal from the junior gymnastics team. That's right. I don't know how this move (laughs) helps her with that, but... I think it does establish I think, I her think character. Yeah, I think it's like, look, I, I could do something. I could do something, right? Which is I that... swing on a rope. <laughs> yeah, if she swings on this big, like, metal pipe or metal uh, chain. Chain. And she kicks the mannequins away from doctor, the doctor, and the anti-plastic falls in and starts blowing up the consciousness because it's like poison or whatever, whatever the hell it is. And because right. this happens, all the mannequins fall over, unsure of what to do, because now they've like lost. I think that's their... part of it. Yeah, I think the consciousness that's inside of all the plastic is is dying too. I think is the idea. Oh, oh yes, okay. Because if it is like that hive mind, well, type yeah, of thing... it, it must it must be like happening gradually because like some of them are just like on the ground like doing the robot, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, they, like they don't like all dead bugs. Like they don't whoa. all like lose. <laughs> Yeah, they don't all just like immediately get frozen and fall over. It's right. like it's like happening gradually. Again, incredibly silly or cheeky, as it's it were. Cheeky. It's cheeky. That is cheeky. that that would be the good word for it. They leave in the TARDIS as the place blows up. So her and and Mickey and the Doctor are all in the TARDIS. They exit the TARDIS and Rose calls her mom asking if she's safe. I love this little bit because the mom just keeps going on. So she just hangs up on her once she yes, realizes she just takes, she's fine. She's like, okay, she's alive. She's fine. Moving on. <laughs> it is pretty great. So, Rachel, I have a question about this too. So the mannequins attack this mall. Mm-hmm. Do people acknowledge then that something like this happened? Or is yes. there... Okay. So in this... I think, I think this is... This is like a this weird thing that happened. Yes. Okay. But it's not like oh, <laughs> that just you know it, it kind. I guess it kind of it might actually turn into like this weird crazy ass thing happened, but like yeah. nothing happens afterwards. So they're just like okay, continue yeah, so life. That, that's my like... question. Is there is like do they think that there's like something aliens atta- like like they acknowledge that this 
that the they mannequins are acknowledging attacked. it. Okay. Yes. There, like I said, there's overarching stuff happening. Okay. Because I did so, want to know, like, it comes back. Okay. All right. Fa- fair. Because I was gonna do a bit of like. <laughs> Again, I don't want to like. Of like, say how too did like? Much. Oh yeah, you know, you every time something like this happens, I come back and I flashy thing them. Like, what else could have been, you know, done to to kind of stop this? Yeah, there's no flashy thing. Just kind of like goes, yep, all right, let them uh, live with that. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I like to fuck up the place, then bit out. <laughs> and then bugger off. Yep. <laughs> that, that does seem to be kind of his MO, at least through the first couple. Oh, absolutely. She tells the doctor you'd be dead if it wasn't for me. And he says, yes, I would. Thank you. And he offers her to come with to the next adventure. Her boyfriend cannot come because he's telling her that, you know, don't don't listen to him. He's an alien. He's a thing. He's not a person. She right. thinks about it for a minute and she goes, is it always dangerous? And she, and excitedly, the doctor goes, yeah, because he's fucking nuts and, and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> right. The boyfriend grabs her around the waist and says that she can't leave. And he's like, well, I got to look after her. I got to look after my mom, my mom. And he says, okay, I'll see you around, and closes the door. And it takes right. off. She looks unsure of herself, and then before they can leave, because they're going to like go back to her house or whatever, or they're just going to go home, the whooshing right. of the TARDIS comes back. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door, and he says, did I mention it also travels through time? By the way, did I mention it also travels in time? Thanks. Thanks for what? Exactly. Two things. This. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. So, so she is intrigued. And I think, you might correct me on this, Rachel. I think go she ahead, breaks up with the boyfriend. I, that's fine. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell just happened? Why did she do this? And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe she broke up with the boyfriend. Because she tells the boyfriend, she kisses him, and she goes, thanks. And he goes, thanks for what? And she goes, exactly. Which I think is like a, yeah, because you weren't man enough to stand up to the fucking mannequins or help stop them. So, like, she wants more adventure than what Mickey is going to be able to give her. So she runs, because what she does is she... I I do think it's that part, at least, that, like, thanks for everything. And he goes, like, for what? And she goes, well, I want to go on an adventure. So, (laughs) exactly. She, She runs into the TARDIS to begin the adventure. So the other thought I had was, oh, because he said, like, okay, I get it. You don't want to leave your your uh, loved ones. But it goes through space, so you don't have to. I'll just bring you right back here. So yeah, she's like, oh, well, and space. in that case, why not? So that's why she runs in there. So I, I, it, it might be a little column A, column B type thing, but I think it, that it was... It is, yeah. Okay. And it comes back again. Okay, look, that something does come back. And he sure. actually asks, why is it that when I said it was like an actual time machine, then you came? Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, of course, if it's an actual time so, machine, yeah. then I can't lose any. It's like, but we can do anything then, yeah. right? And I can't we can come lose back at any time. time. As we learned again from Interstellar, losing time is very precious. Time and... is precious. I would love a scene, and don't tell me if this happens, Rachel, where they come okay. back and, and accidentally went around a black hole, and then there's 23 years of messages for Rose to watch, and she and we get Billy Piper crying <laughs> at a, <laughs> as her life 
flashes before her eyes. Ah, uh, you figured it out. Okay, excellent. <laughs> we tied up this whole volume in a nice little bow with the time travel, the people losing their minds, uh, the wormhole stuff. It all it's makes true. sense at the end of the day. I don't know it how does, 12 Angry yeah. Men fit in with all of that, but it all it's made a time. sense. Angry what? men, they're losing their mind. We'd see see next week when we do... <laughs> see next... That's true. Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mental mental breakdowns and time travel. That's what this <laughs> volume was about. That is what this is about. Next week, I'm going to be making the exact same jokes, but I'm going to be making them about the doctor getting stuck in hell because the TARDIS went through the That's wrong right. teleportation portal. <laughs> so look forward to that. Woo! Oh and for boy. those of you for those of you that are listening to Shelf Life way into the future or selecting specific episodes, you know if you're going in the catalog order, then it's not next week. It's just your next your next one in order. That's the end of the episode. It gives a little preview for the next week's episode, which, good God, when I saw the preview for Ooh. what was about to come. <laughs> crazy stuff. But then I go back and forth between having, like, the crazy alien space stuff and then, like, crazy alien it, space stuff in London. It seems know? like it, yeah. <laughs> I understand why they did that, because they wanted to focus on, like, this is new and modern, and they wanted to focus on the Rose character in this one, and then I think the next one is supposed to be, like, but by the way, this is about aliens and, cre- and like weird weirdness and, and like the, the future and the yeah, past and, and all the this present shit and all of sci-fi it. and here it is. Yep. So that is the end of Rose, the first episode of series one of Doctor Who, written by Russell Davies, directed by Keith Book. Rachel, any thoughts on Rose, the first episode of Doctor Who? I so I think this one's a little silly. A little it was silly. my first it was like my yeah <laughs> it's very goofy it's 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 wacky it's it's weird but for me it ha- it starts it off so i you know i still kind of i like it in, <laughs> in all its weird fashion i will say because uh, again this is the first time i've watched a doctor who episode this one's a little too silly for my liking of course oh sure yeah but i do i do see the appeal of what yeah. people get out of it. I, it's not like I was it's not like I was bored watching it or anything like that or I was like I don't know Rachel, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do more of these. Like I didn't get any of that out of it. It just was like, all right, this is very silly. And trying to remember things through osmosis of you having the knowledge of it too. Right. Yeah, of course. But I do see the appeal. I I get why it has the following that it does for sure. Uh, the only thing I, w- I would probably mention, too, is I don't also know if, uh, since we've started this show, even if something I might not care for, now I'm doing it almost as as a hobby, as like as to like as part of our creative outlet for ourselves. Yeah. So like now it's like I'm I'm looking at it differently, and I'm not necessarily a looking at it as like. So I it, it's hard to kind of know like okay if I saw just this episode would. And I wasn't doing this for shelf life. Would I have been like, I'm not, I'm not going to another one. I don't think that's the case. I don't think I'm there because, like I said, I, I it was it's a little. It, it kind of intrigues you. It is a bit of like a oh boy, like is this what I'm going to be in for yeah. for is the it rest? Always going to be this silly, yeah. But it kind of still intrigues you that you're like, I'm, I think I might watch the next one anyway. And, and it was just good to enough see to what like, happens. Yeah, it's good enough to be like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll stay on the train here and, and see what, mm-hmm. see how what the what Doctor Who's about as, as we go through it. So, right. yeah, it was it was fine. It was just it's a little goofy when, to yeah. start off. 
for sure. But I think it has to be. It kind of was a way for them to pull people in, too. To make it a little silly and kind of pull them in that yeah, way. Yeah, I guess it does kind of merge. Then, like, you kind of get a little, like, yes, we're acknowledging like, that yes, Doctor Who's a little goofy. Yeah. But we're going to start transitioning a little yeah. bit into different writing. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that was Rose. We have one in the books. And after a short break, we will continue our journey through time and space not the Twilight Zone one, the, a different one, the Doctor Who one. <laughs> As we go to the end of the world. I've got a choice. Stay at home with my mum, my boyfriend, my job. Or chuck it all in for danger and monsters and life or death. What do you think? Doctor Who, Saturday at 7 on BBC One. And... We're back with another episode of Doctor Who. This time we are talking about the end of the world. And this time it looks like it'll actually happen. Written by Russell Davies and directed by Euros Lynn. It debuted on April 2nd, 2005. Rachel, what happens in the end of the world? The Doctor and Rose take a trip into the future, which is actually the death date of Earth they go to which is the end of the world so that's uh where they go and there's like a little viewing uh party happening for it you know a little party yeah. a little party happening so to watch yeah. the earth explode or end or blow i don't know something <laughs> it's the year five the year five billion they're yes. what they're waiting for the world to explode in, in the year five billion yes so this episode what is the second one we can probably just get right into it but I think, I can't remember if we were saying this offline or not, or if we were recording when we said this, Rachel, but I think the objective here was to show the more alien side of Doctor Who, the, the time travel aspects, all of that kind of stuff. Because, like, now you've you've got viewers now being able to say, hey, we've got, we're back, we're a little more modern, we're a little more, you know, hip. and But now it's like, but the show is supposed to be futuristic. Like you were kind of saying, I mean, there's Gleep Glops, trademark, wait, wait, we hate movies, <laughs> all over this place. There's a ton of different alien species, and they're goofy, but they're no yeah. different or goofier than a Star Wars, a Star Trek, right. um, Marvel, any of that shit anyway. so, But they're definitely goofy, that is for sure. So let's get right into it with the end of the world. So we pick right up where we left off, and Rose says... Or the doctor asks Rose, do you want to go backward in time or do you want to go forward Where do you want to go? Yeah. And she says, well, let's go forward. So he's he rotates this rollerblade wheel on the on this panel. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff on this, I feel like, is just for show for the doctor, too. Like, <laughs> Oh, you think so? Probably. You think he's just, like, messing with her by being like, I'm going to spin this rollerblade wheel and we'll move <laughs> forward in time. <laughs> So he does it, and the TARDIS shakes, and they go 100 years into the future. She's like, oh, really? It's like 100 years? And he's like, yeah, let's go even further. So then he does it again, and she, he's like, we're 1,000 years or something into the future. We're, we're so many years in the future, we're, in the, we're at the new Roman Empire. Yes. And she goes, you think that you're so impressive, aren't you? you yeah, now they're kind of, it's kind of so like so a, a silly, but it also feels a little flirtatious, I think, the way yeah. that they're doing this. Not happy about that. But no, I, I actually don't know. 
I actually don't. But think it's that. also just very like you know like I think look that's at just me because and of the then... way I I think that's just Rose Tyler's like the mannerisms of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Because just she does a thing at the very end of the episode that could be like a flirtatious face too. But again, I think it's just kind of how she is portrayed as a character or how she's portrayed. The way she holds herself. Character. I think sure. it's probably just how Billy Piper is and it just kind probably. of translates into this character. <laughs> so he spins it forward a ton because he's like, I think I know where to take you. And he takes her all the way and we see the wormhole and uh, or whatever you call it, the trans-dimensional vortex. Space-time vortex. Is that right? Trans-dimensional vortex would have been better. That's also kind of like, I like that too. We can talk about that. I think that's in something else, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right hang on let's google that because what did i just take that from trans dimensional vortex kim possible pan dimensional vortex is from kim, kim yeah that's possible. that's kim possible yeah i remember that and trans dimensional vortex is from something called night cafe the Shrine of Orcs, Transdimensional Vortex. We got sucked into a Vex Transdimensional Vortex. Maybe it's just actually a term. It's a term? Yeah. Bambi meets the Transdimensional Vortex. Mr. Krabs travels tr through the Transdimensional Vortex. So maybe it's just a term. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, here, let's see. It, it's so transdimensional, relating to a dimension other than those of the normal three-dimensional world. Applicable so to multiple dimensionalities, having components or subspaces of different dimensions. So when Cooper went through the Tesseract, that was a transdimensional vortex. So this you could be what? kind of I a transdimensional so, yeah. vortex. Yeah. But, it, but because it's just like space, then it... it I think, it, I think it, because it is moving in multiple dimensions of, of space and time, it would be yes. counted as a multidimensional vortex. Yeah, so I wasn't that far off. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Look at us doing uh, science again. <laughs> yeah. So everyone Everybody's that. so excited. <laughs> so he finally takes them out of the TARDIS, or, or, or at least he kind of says, like, okay, where are we? And he says, we're five billion years into the future. We're in the year five billion. Right. Which I think... Well, he explains why they're so far into the future. Because he's like, yeah, the Earth is going to blow up. This is the day that the Earth blows up. Meaning, this is the day that the sun expands into a red giant and engulfs the, the planet. Or, right. you know, destroys the planet. Right. They Makes are it uninhabitable, pretty much. Yeah. They exit the TARDIS and, and she kind of comes outside and she's in what looks like a very nice hotel. <laughs> Which turns out to be an observation tower and they're going to to observe the end of the world so he she looks out of this giant mirror and the doctor gives us one of the lessons of the doctor which is kind of like you lot you spend all your time thinking about dying like you're gonna get killed by eggs or beef or global warming or asteroids but you never take time to imagine the impossible that maybe you survive all these different ways you could die you never imagine the impossible maybe you survive right but this is the time when the earth has to die because of the fact that the sun is going to, sure, to take care but of it humans can survive is his point yes yes humans are able to survive which is great it's a uh, great to have that an optimistic attitude and i hope that that is what you know we end up getting to to have is right. good humans surviving to Space reach exploration the and, and reach other beings in the universe and yeah. yes 
One of the things that I've neglected to mention or or to think about, I don't know why this ties into the, that. It made me remind remi- reminded me of this. The optimist optimism of the Doctor in that sentence. Yes. This debuted in 2005. And as we've kind of gone along our journey so far, Rachel, we've hit these critical points, if not in pop culture, in our love of pop culture. And they happen in the same years. And I don't know what it means. Okay. And maybe it has something to do with the Doctor's whole thing about time and space. Because we, we've hit 1990, and that's The Simpsons and, and Seinfeld. We've talked about 1978 and all of the movies that came out in that that time period already, and and we've done a couple of them. And then we have 2005, where at the same time that this is happening on British television, The Office is debuting in American television. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's like every so often there's this linchpin of time where something is needed in pop culture or something is needed for us in the world to just kind of have a new piece of art to uh, teach us something, to give us our, our state of the world, or, or, or just kind of give us some entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that they're, they kind of come in these pairings or groups at the same time. Like it does that. seem that way. No, I agree. I, I, I do see that as like a, something that continuously happens over and over again. Down to the fact that 2019 was the end for me for Marvel and Game of Thrones and like a couple of other things ended then too. Right, the only thing that started the same was time too. the only thing that started was the boys. So I don't know if that's like the you know the signal of like the next the next. I think thing. I don't think it happened yet. Well, that's yet. my that's my question. Is like have we got the next one? I don't think we have. Outside of the boys, because for me, the boys is like the only... I feel like the boys kind of parallels. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. feel like that, that that's just happening at the time, same time as the other's ending. I don't think it's like a start of something new. And have we been pushed back because of the pandemic and the strikes? That Could be. Is this going to be a time now where we're going to get something... Something's going to pop up. ...culturally significant now? It's a very exciting thought. I don't know. I like it. I hope so. So there's something. my optimism for, for the pop culture. <laughs> I need culture-verse. something new. Yeah, the, the, there's my optimism for our, our, our art is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a lot of optimism next year because uh, it's going to be a, a pain in the ass to I be feel a like human. It does also happen with video games and stuff too because we haven't really like done that quite as much yet. Uh, you you have f- new systems, but they've been pretty lackluster as far as stuff outside of Spider-Man. And you think so? The, the the playstation and the, the new xbox outside you think of like the, you're, and... you're talking about like the new systems but i'm, I'm i mean like yeah. the video games in general I, i'm talking about like what they're doing on those video games i think that they've been so like Baldur's gate is a and has been a large one that's like been hitting a lot of people well um, you've got elder ring and hogwarts and the spider-man games and i don't know what else that like... this year yeah that's there's true. all there's a lot of other games that have been like coming out i guess it's become so niche that you don't hear that like and I don't play them, so it's kind of hard God of War to... is a big one. Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, there's a lot of different things coming out that have been significant. But I don't know. I feel like it, it happens in a lot of different factors. So I'm just kind of curious now, like, how it all blends. I mean, I would I would go to movies if you're going to think about, like, something like that. Which, which, you know, could be why the Marvel world needs to reset or something like that, too. But anyway... So anyway, where were we? 
Okay. We see the outside and you see like what this observation deck is supposed to be. And there's CGI ships that are like kind of coming toward it. Mm -hmm. There are aliens on board to watch the death of the planet. And as the doctor describes them, he describes them as the good and the great, meaning the rich. So the, this yeah, whole the, thing is the like great, not like great yeah. individuals, but like, yeah. So this is, this whole thing is supposed to be like uh, an observation. Like the, I feel like this is like entertainment for them to watch the planet blow up. Sure. I think that's what we're supposed to understand. Exactly. It's also like a significant event in life, you know? So it's kind of like, I want to observe something significant happening in life at that moment. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Well, I guess that's kind of what they say too. I would I would say if you have the ability to kind of like be intergalactic or whatever, this is probably happening constantly or at least at, on a decent rate. But sure. I guess this is a planet where you know beings existed, so it's kind of like it's watching It's a big moment. It's like watching a stadium implode, like you're going to go watch yeah, the, I guess so, yeah. Like that's the that's the modern equivalent. You don't have to be rich to watch the stadium implode. You just like, yeah, we're going to watch the stadium burn down. <laughs> Where are like yeah? There should have been like some slack-jawed yokels watching this. Oh, thing that would have been up. great. Like like it should have been like here's the. There's one next deck. door. This is the really fancy deck, and then then there's like. <laughs> yeah, there should have been like some bleep glops like hanging out on like the hood of a car. Yes. Like like with like with like binoculars. Like, like with like spacesuits on. Yes. Yeah, like drinking a beer or something like that. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. But I don't think that was in the budget. They probably would do something like that now. That would be great. Like, yeah. since with so all the money that they funny. have, yeah. oh, it would be great. Rose says that uh, the timing doesn't make any sense, because how can we be in the year 5 billion when, like, a red giant would have happened before that, which is true. And then she's like, and the continents are all where she expects the continents to be, which I think is probably just because they couldn't find a new digital <laughs> Earth with the continents slightly different. Like, come on, guys, you could have just drawn something and thrown it in there. But he explains that they preserved the planet by making gravity satellites, which kept the sun back from expanding, and it kept the continents, put the continents back to, like, the modern-day continents, because it's almost like a museum, I guess, at this right. point. All I think the so. People, I think that's kind all of the All the beings have left, because it's five billion years. We're not even human anymore at that point. That's but it's exactly been five what he says, billion too. Years. Yes. So none of them are, are there anymore, and it... it it's like, well, the money's dried up, so they're just kind of going to blow it up and, like, make a spectacle out of it. Right. Just let it As happen now yeah. instead of trying to keep it at bay. As he's, he's explaining this, a blue man group member <laughs> walks up to them and asks or tells them, like, yo, you can't be in here. Who are you? And the doctor says that he's the doctor and this is his invitation and this is his plus one, Rose Tyler. Right. So and he shows get... he does show a piece of paper that's blank, by the way. Yeah, I'm guessing this comes back because I was like, God damn it. it. Does. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing. It's a slightly psychic paper. That's right. Which is a blank paper, but he explains it that if whatever he tells them it's supposed to be, that's what they'll believe it is. That's what they'll see, yes. Yeah. Whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot Fun of science-y things. Let it happen. Yes, yes. I'm allowing it. I said, I, I like a lot of goofy, stupid shit, too. <laughs> Just acknowledging that it's kind of goofy. Why are they starting this now, though? Because, like, I don't why, know. The, the, the blue that, man that is like, is, oh, yeah. good. Now that you two are here, we're going to introduce all of, like, these. I think he's thinking, okay, I think every must must be here then, then. That must oh, have been, like, the full okay. list is here. 
I think that's what he's thinking. Okay, because it's very. They might have been planning to do this anyways, and that's why he was walking into this room and was like, "What the hell? There's just extra people. What's going on? Like, why are you in here already?" Odd, odd, and slightly unclear. But sure, your explanation I will buy. I will allow it. Hey, Senator. I try to explain everything. So (laughs) he introduces the honored guests, and Jesus Christ, we get a bunch of of these gleep claps. Rachel, I'm going to allow you to give us the list of the aliens that come in. And you can describe them, tell me if they're recurring, whatever. I'll just listen. So we have the Forest of Keem, I think is how you say it. The Forest of Keem. Which are Uh, these living trees. Right. They're tree people. (laughs) Jay Brute and Kafa, which I think is like the princess they're tree people, but they're not. They look like know, hops oh, plants. Honestly, where are the where are these orcs that you? Oh yeah, they're not ants. Oh no, by any means, they are not ants. They are literally like humanoid trees. I wonder if the ants like, are. Yeah, they have kind of cone heads. I wonder if the ants are um, ascendants. Our oh, maybe. Uh, ancestors. Oh, that could be very interesting. Yeah, maybe they were the maybe ants were original, and then they became like the yes. more humanoid, we br- smaller. We bred birds. with the hobbits, and then we became these whatever these things are called. I like how they bred with the hobbits. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get the smallest ones because we're massive, so then they could kind of like even it's, it out uh, eventually. <laughs> it's like how Hagrid was formed. It was a giant oh, and, a, and a dwarf. Was he a dwarf? I thought he was just a human. I thought it was a giant and a dwarf. It might have been. that up real quick? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That's so weird. That would be so interesting. I think it was, because he says something about, like, you know, my my father was a little guy, and that's... Well, because he was already huge, because he's a... He's half giant. Wouldn't put it past him, though. Is Hagrid half human, half giant? Yes, he's half giant wizard. His father was Mr. Hagrid, a human wizard. Okay, so it was. But it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't specify if he was a dwarf or if he was just like a normal. He just says that his father, his his father was a tiny little wizard. I mean, he could have been tiny. Well, yeah, you're you're right. So he might have been. I kind of like the canon of that, where he was like a little, like he was a dwarf. And he could really, truly pick him up and put him on the shelf. I remember that line that he says. Like, he was able to pick yeah, him up and put him I'm on saying. the shelf I when he got like, mad. Yeah. So maybe he was. You know, I like that canon. I'll keep it. That's fine. <laughs> so anyway, continue with these people before I start so doing the So we have the, the trees the, the again. And then we have the solicitors Jolko and Jolko. <laughs> um, oh, God. The mocks of Balhoon. These don't come back. The ones that I'm trying to like explain, like uh-huh. <laughs> this uh, is uh, what this they, is what, the, what does that one look like? Um, ET mixed with the aliens from oh, Mars the attacks. Blue thing? Yeah, that's <laughs> like that was. It's like bad cosplay of the genie from Aladdin. I think I, I still think it's like the Mars attacks head, right, with the big yeah. brain, and yeah. then mixed with the body of ET, which is like just massive fat, fat like yeah. rolls but he's small like he's small um he's and he's small. on top of he's on top, top of like a chair that's moving for him so he must have issues yeah, walking because he Charles doesn't really Xavier have legs chair. he has feet but no legs oh okay i did I not think? notice that he has feet but i don't no legs. really know i can't tell he's sitting spoiler so. alert it doesn't matter because he's dead by the end of this episode yeah, it's true. Um, and then we have any of these in the fantasy draft, Rachel. Ooh, that'll be interesting. 
<laughs> Maybe the tree people. That could be coming come in tree handy. Tree people. Depends on what we get. Do the tree people come back? No. No? No. Oh, I am shocked. I, I don't think so. They, be like... Maybe in the newer stuff, but I don't think they've come back. Okay. Unless they're just in the background in something. That's also a possibility. I'm, I'm actually surprised about that. I thought that the tree people would have been like a main factor. Anyway, sorry. Right. Continue. I know it feels like it, doesn't it? Sometimes they yeah. do that. They do that a lot. Financial Family 7 is uh, what comes next. Um, the hint, the, how did the, the repeated mime? Is that what it is? Meme. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the repeated meme. meme which which I, I, I guess, is that I think a joke? I, I'm wondering if it's a joke. I think I wondered that if it was a joke before. And I think it is. I think it's is a repeated Is it a joke meme. because... Because they're like cloaked, so like they're a meme, like a like a Doctor Who meme or something like that. Potentially, yeah. Adherent of the repeated meme. Rachel, Rachel just rolled her eyes, folks. <laughs> I mean, they kind of like play a part in this episode, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, something about the brothers or the DJ or something like that. Brothers Hop Pileen. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Not that one, so no. Kale spark plugs. Uh, that's a kale no. spark plugs. That, that, <laughs> I watched so a show ones... with a man named Kale Spark Plugs. <laughs> well, they just start coming in very quickly, so you have ones that kind of look lizardish, and then you have ones that kind of have these weird, like giant hoods on. Yeah, yeah. That that's Kale Spark Plug, and then. Mr. and Mrs. Paku that look like birds. You have the ambassadors from the city of Blinding Lights that... I don't know how to describe that one. Trolls? <laughs> <laughs> Trolls? I mean, this is, this is enough of just having uh, you try to figure out what the flip-flops are. But then we have the trees actually come up and say hi to the doctor. So we get a little reprieve from having just okay. to see all these aliens come in. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Yes, you're right. We, we should explain. So... We have the living trees come up. The the lady one, yes, wants to fuck the doctor, and well, she gives... I mean, <laughs> he does a very intimate gift for her. So yeah, she gives a gift of a twig that was it's her a grandfather. Cutting. It's a cutting. It's like a little sapling. Yeah, don't say it's like a twig. Here's my twig. Rose Rose <laughs> calls it a twig. I mean, it is, but that's rude. All right, it's rude. <laughs> But the doctor, of course, because he did not plan to be here today, which I do, I do have a question if the doctor sleeps, but I guess regeneration is kind of, kind of that. So he gives her the air from his lungs and breathes in his face. Yes. Like a fucking psycho. (laughs) But I mean, he's an alien, so it could just be an actual gift. Like, look, I have air in my lungs. Let me give this to you. Like, Yeah, well, for a tree, that would make sense. Apparently, it's a thing. It's the equivalent of sending her a dick pic for this uh, tree person because she's like, whoa, she has the vapors all of a sudden. And she's like, how intimate. Right. (laughs) Which is also. Which, I mean, yeah, she's breathing it in, you know. Yeah, it's also cue for like, all right, dude, I just met you. Like, he's very step flirty. Back. Yeah, he is very flirty though. The the this the new doctor very flirty. Well, because um, she also he also says something about like, well, there's more than where that came from or something. This like is that. true. This is very true. He knows what he's doing. 
So our, our next alien comes in in a big oh, glass is this, container. Is this the face of Bo? This is the face of Bo. Yeah. Uh, essentially, do you have, do you have like, a comment? Well, I'm just saying I, I, I can bring my nerdiness into the Go conversation. Ahead. Because it looks like the supreme intelligence of the Kree Empire for Marvel. It really does. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yes. It's a giant face in a, in a bowl. Yeah. And looks kind of like the Cree too. Yeah, he and does kind of look Cree-ish. He does come back. He does come back. Okay. He does come back. Okay. And then the meme gives them a round ball that might that may or may not the the balloon guy. Does he come? Is he with the memes? He's not with the memes. The blue guy. Balloon guy. The blue guy. The blue guy. <laughs> the little ET oh, the blue, blue man. <laughs> the little blue man. Oh, he gives his saliva. He spits at the doctor. The, That's the, right. the genie, the ba- the baboon man or whatever he's, he is. Yeah. He yes. spits on so, him. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of gift that the doctor gives where the doctor breathes on him and he spits on everybody. So That's true. Yeah. He has a dune salutation. Yeah. You'll get that one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then the meme comes up and gives them a ball as a gift. Right. Which may or may not contain an infinity stone. A I gift don't know. In good faith. Like, scary ass, like, voice gives it to him. Yeah, there are these Charles Dickens <laughs> Ghost of Christmas Futures, like a bunch of them that are there. Yes. So I guess they're representing the bank, right? Because they're from the Financial Family oh, Seven or something like that. Fair. There you go. The bank is here. Okay. And then finally, Rachel, their special guest. Oh, I'm sorry. The final guest. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna continue. <laughs> Lady Cassandra, the last the final human. I don't know if they called it the last human or the final hu- the last human. The last human, I think. The last human, Lady Cassandra, which um had she had some work done, you know. <laughs> She's just yeah. skin. She's literally She's skin just flap. skin pulled taut on like these wire bars. Yes. Lady Cassandra O'Brien dot Delta 17. Yes. She's thin and... and dainty, but she is just a skin flap. And we get it, Davies. We get it. Because clearly this is like a commentary of like, yeah, of, of like it plastic is. surgery. You're right. You're right. It is. <laughs> Like she this is the last though, human. She's like, an, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so fabulous. And yes, exactly. I, I just had some more work done, and you know, she yes. needs to be moisturized. She is the the last human that was born on Earth, even right. So she's from thousands of years before. She's kept herself alive through all these procedures and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. You can see her she, brain is actually in a bowl at the bottom of this thing, too. Whoa, so. Oh, is that right? I did, yeah. not, I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah. She comes back. So, oh, does she? I was going to ask you, because yes. she's, spoiler alert, she blows up at the end of this. And I wrote down in a, in a note, I was like, I'm a little upset that she died. Because I think that she could have been a good recurring villain as the last human. like that. Yeah, I'll, that... I'll spoiler, spoiler alert on you on this one. She does come back. Okay. I think that's a good concept of like having the last human for something like a Doctor Who. Where she yes. has contempt for humanity at the same time. Right. Kind of a, a thing. Yeah. So she says that her father was a Texan and her mother was from the Arctic Desert. <laughs> 
Which, I mean, Makes we don't sense. know. That could be something now. The, yeah. Bil billions of years into the future? Yeah, of course. We're worried that the Arctic desert's coming now, so why wouldn't it then? Yep. And and the, her parents were the last beings to be buried on Earth mm -hmm. before the rest of humanity left the planet. And she brings gifts from Earth, including the last ostrich egg. She says that the ostrich it was rumored to have blown fire. Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> the history uh... of Earth might have gotten a little funky. Yeah. After a billion years. And I don't years, think she's very think bright. So. I don't think she's a very clever individual either. She's a trust fund baby. She's just like. <laughs> right. She's not, yeah. Because she also brings I, the last iPod or an iPod. I legit laugh. I got a laugh out of the iPod joke. So they wheel in this giant jukebox and she says, this was called an iPod. Yeah, and I thought that they, was funny. And they start playing some music using the using Isn't the jukebox. Isn't it Tutti Frutti? Don't they no, play, like... it's, it's a Tainted Love. Oh, Tainted Love. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I did not like the, the dun, shot dun. Of, the, of the doctor dancing to it. I, I could have done without that. It, it, he's just so fucking goofy yeah, he's a little goofy <laughs> he's a little goofy but he's just enjoying uh, himself because he's being a part of history and sure. that's what he likes to do yeah he ran away clearly. with a box and he's just enjoying life i bring gifts from earth itself the last remaining ostrich egg legend says it had a wingspan of 50 feet and blew fire from its nostrils or was that my third husband oh no <laughs> Oh, don't laugh. I'll get laughter lines. <laughs> and here, another rarity. According to the archives, this was called an iPod. It stores classical music from humanity's greatest composers. Play on! So, okay, that, that was a question I was going to have. Is he oh. a rebellious... <laughs> Is he a I've rebellious? Said something. Oops. Well, no, because I, I, I wondered: is he supposed to be like a rebellious time lord? Yes. Where, so like the Watchers, to to bring mm -hmm. it into my Marvel world, my domain, the Watchers are supposed to like not interfere, interfere. with anything, anything that goes on. They they just are like observers. They they mm -hmm. they document everything that goes on for historical purposes, and they. They make observations. They they understand so that they can understand and predict the future and all this kind of stuff. And then there's the one watcher who is supposed to be in charge of Earth, and he's kind of a rebel. And he like he's like looks at them like ah, but these humans they're they're really trying. And he and he <laughs> like roots for them. So then he he does stuff he's not supposed to. Is Doctor Who okay? Rachel's nodding her head. So I'm like, is go that ahead. No, ask your question. Ask your question. So I mean, is yeah. he kind of the the equivalent where like the time lords are supposed to like not interfere and the doctor's like but i want to explore we have all this stuff i want to explore and i want to yes. understand the universe and then so that he just kind of left with the tardis to do this you yes. have to say all of it just kind of like no yeah that, that is what he is he he's a rebellious time lord he it's it's what i said is right he's a a madman with a box he ran away with, and he stole a tardis okay. oh interesting okay and, th and then this is where he's at, and he's exploring, and all of that kind of thing. And he does interfere when he's not technically supposed to, and you know, but he still kind of believes in uh, true events in time that he can't touch, too. Okay, but I think he wants to experience all of that as well. Interesting. Okay, and that explains why he 
goes on these adventures then too uh mm-hmm. and and tries to find out all, all he can so it's 30 minutes until the end of the until uh, the death of the, of the planet and rose is a bit overwhelmed with all these aliens and like everything that's going on the fact that they're playing tainted love and calling it like classical music from the greatest right. composers of earth she kind of steps back and, and steps out as the doctor tries to like follow her to try to just make sure that she's okay the tree who i think his name is jabe takes a yes. picture of the doctor using a metal contraption i think she even calls it a metal the metal uh she calls it like a metal machine or something like that. Sure. <laughs> it's like a scanner or something. Like a little It's like it's it's a it's a tablet. It's a tablet. Yeah, it's her tablet. It's her tablet. You're right. It's a tablet before we even add tablets. The steward takes a gift from the meme because the steward the blue man is the steward and he's like, Oh no, I'm just the steward. I'm not supposed to like take gifts and they like insist upon it, so he like takes one of the, the orbs. Right. The tree is trying to figure out who the doctor is. Because she yeah. thinks he's hot, and she's trying Probably. to find his Tinder profile or whatever. So <laughs> she's trying to find his Instagram so that she can, you know, like course, get, get, get some slide into those DMs. You know, you got to. And so he's, yeah, it's like identifying his race is what it's really doing. And it struggles to do this, and then eventually it gives her an answer, and she's like shocked and can't quite believe it when like it spits out what what he is. Right. It doesn't show us though, right? It does. It, Not yet. She just nope. she just says like, "Oh, it's impossible." And yeah, like, it's impossible. Yeah. The steward goes back to his office to oversee the event, and the ball, the little orb that the meme gave, spits out a little spider, like a little, yeah, a little electronic like, a little technical spider. spider. Yeah. Yeah. Rose is trying to be alone in an observation room when a plumber comes by, or an Avox, and she. <laughs> she a worker asks, comes in, yeah. <laughs> she asks her where where she's from and like, oh, am I allowed to be in here? And the worker goes, the plumber goes, I'm not supposed to talk without getting permission. So I mean, then, you, she uh, asked a question. Like, I feel like that gives you permission, right? Like, yeah, but you got the, the, there's an oligarchy going on here. I so guess. like, fine. The poor you know, blue people. You know how those okay. fucking rich people are. Yeah, you're right. The plumber is doing work in the grates which is not plumbing, but whatever. And the spider guys... Uh, so so we get a little bit of backstory. Like, it's again, Rose is just, like, trying to comprehend all of this because the alien is like, well, where are you from? And Rose is like, I'm not sure anymore. I think she is mourning the Earth in that way. It's like, it's been I think that might years, be what's Rose. happening. Yeah, yeah it's but like, I you know where you're starting... It's she didn't want to say that. Yeah. Say that again. I think she's, it's the whole idea of it. It's catching up with her though. Like everything in the past the is the past. And now yes. she's at everything the finality of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit larger and scary. Yeah. She just want to be in there while the, while the, with the ladies working and, and Rose is like, okay, I'll, I'll just go find another room. Cause she wants to be by herself. To, she wants to watch it explode without all of these aliens i think because she i think she thinks that the aliens are going to be kind of like disrespectful so i think she kind of thinks like she wants to watch it in peace and uh, the the plumber as she goes to the grates which again is not plumbing (laughs) decides as she's going in there a bunch of a bunch of the spiders there's like three or four of these things look like a men in black tool again with like the like these little uh CGI cri- cripply crawlies, crickly crawlies, 
Creepy, creepy crawlies? Creepy crawlies. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> I thought they were going to shoot her. Because yeah, they do like, seem like they're going to shoot on them. Right, yeah. And she thinks they're another species, and she's like, what are you doing in here? Oh, like, I can get you back to the room if you're like... Well, because I guess you wouldn't know. There's so many different aliens. Like, how are you supposed right. to know what is and what's not? Right. They don't shoot her, though. They just drag her into the grate, and now we know that the spiders are nefarious. Yes. And that the memes are giving them out. Mm-hmm. So the memes are doing <laughs> something. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that them calling the memes has to be a joke of some kind. I'm just not quite privy to it. So folks at home, let me know why they're called the memes. If that's like a, if that's like a Doctor Who inside thing or something like that. Yeah, like an old or thing. If they just... I would imagine some old aliens of the past do do show up as well. Like, maybe some oh, of these are from it. old episodes, like that crazy blue guy, sure. or like the sure. trees. Like, they could be from older episodes, we just don't know, because we haven't right. really seen them all. So it could be callbacks. Definitely. The steward sets his orb down in his office, and he's speaking to something on his desk. I wasn't quite sure what he was talking to, but he's speaking with something that's on his desk. I guess it could be the... like an Alexa, maybe? yeah sort of yeah could be a computer i don't know yeah it could just be an ai i don't know so he gets an alert that the tardis is parked illegally within the observation tower right so he says well the owner of the blue box in the private gallery needs to move his teleportation device and we learn that teleportation devices are not supposed to be on board which right you know oh well they don't really they don't really <laughs> they don't really yell at the doctor for that Rose has found an empty room to enjoy. She talks to the plant for a second. I assume because she thought it might talk back to her. I thought potentially. I, think I guess she, because she it is it like a, a clipping of another like actual like yeah a Groot type of creature. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. So it, like it could have like sprouted like and been like, "Hi, I'm a baby." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> so you can connect all of it. It's all the same shit. It's all the same. I would have thought that this was a dream or something, too. You know, like, it, it just, all of this weirdness is happening. Like, it's, like, it's very to surreal. wrap your mind around it. Right. And I think that's also why she wants to be alone, because she's just trying to, like, take it all in. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. The cops or security or whatever it is that's on board is moving the TARDIS. And the doctor yeah, the little gets children, a... blue creatures. Yeah. Yes. Not as creepy as the mannequins, but still like, all right, these things. The doctor finds Rose and he, you can tell he thinks that she would find it fascinating because he like plops down like, it's exciting, isn't it? Like, how exciting is this? Right. She responds that they're just so alien. And he gives a little crack back and says like, good thing I didn't take you to the deep south. Hey, hey. (laughs) Americans, <laughs> Americans listening to this, get your fucking act together. Because I think he also meant probably the deep, deep south of, of England, maybe? Or do you think he oh, meant the deep south America? No, I think he meant like our, our Hitville <laughs> deep south, SEC country. I guess, maybe. Not, not a, nothing against our listeners from the south, but just in general, the deep south. Because even the oh, British... Oh, all the Deep Souths. Every Deep South of every Deep South, yeah. The British think that the Deep South is holding us back. <laughs> 20 years ago! Get your act together, Deep South. So anyway, he makes a crack about the Deep South. She asks where he's from. And he, of course, says that he's from all over. He doesn't want to say right. it. Right. 
and then she's like, well, why do they all speak English then? And he's like, no, they don't really speak English. The TARDIS, Rachel, you're going to have to explain this because I'm probably yeah. going to say it wrong. The TARDIS does something to the brainwaves when you go in it. So then yes. it allows you to have the like power of Babel. All right. And, <laughs> and you can... And you can just, you can have everything translated to you from then on. Right. Yeah. And I assume it's, that it's, it's you're helping. also saying it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It like connects to you. Cause it's, so it's, it's, you've been in it. So it's like helping you to travel like the doctor does. So like the doctor is doing the same thing. You know, he might not know all of the languages. I assume kind of, he does actually know all languages and everything. Mm. It's allowing the others to who travel with him as companions to also be able to do that without like having issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's the show's way of just saying, no, we're making it all English because then everybody on our thing can understand it. We don't right. have to make up. Which languages. I'm I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, there's no need to do all of the translations. It's just kind of like find a way where you can explain that like, oh, yes, you're just hearing English and or, oh, yes, we have universal translators or, or some shit. Right. Like whatever. Right. Yeah. So you're actually speaking the language and the, you're hearing your language right. is what it is. Like, like I've like I've even always thought of like with Game of Thrones, like they're not speaking English, they're speaking the common tongue. But for us, right. we hear English. That that yes. kind of thing. Or even in like Guardians of the Galaxy, like it's not. They're, they're probably none of them are speaking English. They're speaking oh, the universal right. like language. The universal language. It's just being language, translated. Yeah. The common for tongue us in again. English. Yeah. Exactly. She gets mad at this though, because she's like, you let something change my brain waves or like change me without kind of consenting to it so there right. is some and then, and then she does also make yell at him about making fun of the deep south too so <laughs> well she says like <laughs> because she doesn't want any cracks about earth at that point like she's, she's i think so you're right earth so she's like the deep south is part of my home which is it's, it's why i'm defending it here against the doctor because it's part of our home too rachel right it's uh there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of deep south mostly the food <laughs> it's true it's good food uh, i'm just joking sort of he gets mad because she's like she she wants to know where he's from and she insists upon it and he gets mad about like this. i get to understand he, where these aliens are from i understand like what species they are but you're not telling me anything about you yeah so like what i don't know you? you i just i just came with you here i don't know i don't know you you're a stranger yeah, you brought me you brought me all the way here and you're not going to tell me a goddamn thing which Rose should probably have thought about. And this is where she actually starts to sort of think about this. I almost wonder if this was like a, we need to say that like, she's thinking like, what the hell did I get myself into? Right. But she, she does at some point in this episode kind of say, I don't even know this guy. I'm like, I'm with a stranger in the future mm -hmm. in space. Now, now I don't even know like what he is for all she knows. He's some sort of evil wizard. That right. now she's like exactly some space pervert we don't know to. space perverts are the worst kind of perverts <laughs> and i cannot wait to use the term space pervert in future episodes of shelf life thank you for bringing that into our world you're welcome beware of space perverts <laughs> in like in like the doctor who font or like a little tardis thing perfect for a t-shirt <laughs> so she realizes that she upset him i think so she's trying to make him feel a little, a little bit better so she says you know my friend always says don't argue with the designated driver and she does a bit about being out of range to make a call she takes out her mobile and she mm -hmm. says you know i can't even call me mom or whatever 
And he's like, well, I know I can do a little rejiggering or whatever he says. And <laughs> he puts a new battery in. He probably should have put a new SIM card in. But in 2005, we didn't know the difference. So whatever. And she's allowed to call her mom. And I think all this does is calm her. Because the mom's like, you never phone in the middle of the day. What's wrong with you? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to be a little late getting home. I'm just, right. let, just wanted to call and tell you that. So, Rachel, is that what it is? Is that is that is it that she's just kind of, like, calmed by the mom being on the other side? I think so. Because, like, she's in this weird faraway place and she just needs something that's hers and, like, home and, like, family. So I think it does actually help help make her feel a little bit better mm -hmm. okay yeah i think that that makes sense but then she she gets the realization which like look so she says like everyone's gonna be dead she you know she's at five billion years in the future everybody's dead right and the doctor kind of makes crack like oh yeah you're just like a bundle of joy or whatever which like <laughs> i get but i also get like okay for all the time lords out there if you want to take rachel and i to the to the day and time when the earth blows up if, it, if it's not within my lifetime if you're gonna take me five billion years into the future i'd be like of course everything i know is dead now i do right. think i do think and she kind of says it later on like all of that history all of that art all of that all like that culture all that the knowledge, whole culture human culture yeah, is now gone and i i think i think the doctor sh I can't remember if it said or at all if it, it should have been like, well, that's not true. Like, you're not the last human. The humans are all over. They've touched every star in the galaxy. I think he does say that. She either says it or Cassandra even says it. Like Somebody says something about that because they like they do. They leave Earth. They mate and find other species to to still like continue on in the in the yeah, galaxies. So... And I don't know if it's said in this one or if it's said in the next one or later. But No, I, I think it is said sometime in this one. I think Cassandra might say it. But my point there being like, it's not like the Earth is is gone. It, it it's or the, the culture is gone. It, it, yeah, it's physically it's gone. But like the culture and the history is still there. You would hope. But I do get her lamenting that and her fearing that everything that they did did it matter? Because at the end of the day, right. it's just it's just fodder for a bunch of aliens to watch it explode. Right. Kind of something shakes the room, and the doctor says that shouldn't have happened. And it fades to black for a second. The steward felt a tremor, and he's worried because he's like, I've done observations on platforms one and nine and three quarters or whatever the hell else he says. Sure. <laughs> and I've done this many times with many planets, like you were saying. He catches a reading. I love that part of his outfit is like this old-timey football helmet. He's wearing like a football helmet from like the turn it of is. the century. It is, Yeah. <laughs> It's like something you'd wear under like your knight's cat like helmet too, like <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's it's very chainmail or something. There's a spider on the desk. So he has figured out that there's some sort of like intruder by the having the spider on the desk. He tries to communicate with it. And then Rachel, in a moment that I was like, The fuck's wrong with you? Why didn't you do anything about this? The spider slowly walks over, presses a button. And instead of stopping the spider from Pressing the button, he sits there and goes, oh, 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 like a fucking moron and gets I know. Killed. Why didn't he just press another button to stop it? It is kind of silly. I mean, he does start pressing buttons, but he's like, he's like just pounding on everything as if... You would think that this guy knows how to 
so essentially what happens is that the spider turns off the sun filter which like yeah. the, there's like shields to prevent the giant the red giant from melting you because it would be too hot to survive right. so they turn off the sun filter and then that bakes the steward alive right but again, he, i think the idea is that the components were messed with so like he turns turns it off, but he's not able to turn it back on. I think is the idea, but they don't really make it look like he's even trying. He just starts yeah, like that, button mashing, I, that, and it's like that's, that's my problem. No, with it. it's it, <laughs> it just looks stupid because it's like what the fucker? What you you deserve to die then, Stuart? Yeah, you you're just being try to yeah, stop it, right? Back in the party room, the doctor thinks something is wrong, and he wants to know where the engine room is. And Jade offers to take him, and. The, this is where you get Jade's intentions because he, he's like, well, are you going to take your wife or your girlfriend or your prostitute? Right. Which I love that, like, yeah, it's concubine. like... Concubine. <laughs> and your wife? Well, she's not my wife. Partner? No. Concubine? No. Prostitute? Whatever I am, it must be invisible. Do you mind? And I guess at this point... Rose is trying to kind of like take everything in stride and she's just like you know what you two go pollinate or whatever I'm gonna go catch up with family (laughs) yep meaning she's gonna go talk to Lady Cassandra right she says she wants a quick word with Michael Jackson a reference to all of his plastic surgeries that he got I believe I think that's the joke (laughs) and then she's trying to make a joke because she says like I want you back by midnight you two right this is where Jabe tells the doctor. This is where I was confused about how much knowledge he has of things. Okay. Rachel, because he is asking Jabe to explain, like, what Platform 1 is, and she's explaining, like, well, there's no, there's just the steward, there's no staff and all this stuff. The facility's automatic. The corporation controls the platform from, from one to another. Nothing can go wrong. It's unsinkable. I thought it was going to almost turn into the Titanic at this point. Like, I thought that we were going to get a Titanic allegory. Like, it was going to somehow, like, be pulled into the gravity of the Red Giant, and they were going to have to, like, escape. Yeah. Which could have been interesting. I'm sure there's probably an episode that does something Titanic-like in the future. There would have to be. There would have to be. There's there's no way there isn't. Yes. Uh, So... I was going to ask, like, how much does he, how much does he know versus how much is he discovering? Because if he's like a time lord, do they know past, present, future till the end of time? Like, yeah, like the TVA so... of Marvel, or does he? Do they have to kind of figure the stuff out and go back and forward to try to like understand I think it? They get the gist because they can look into the space time vortex and they they learn kind of um, all of everything all of time right okay but i don't think that they're going to know like specifics is the thing so he's not going to be like i know exactly everything about this spaceship he might know the gist like oh hey these these are the creatures that are here and he's learning and getting to experience it and and feel it but he's he won't know everything he won't know everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so they, he kind of just knows, like, the overarching timeline, I think, is the idea. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, when you play with characters like this, it always gets tricky, and I'm, I'm not going to be an asshole yeah. and, like, try to be yeah, pedantic so... about it, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're supposed to just kind of have fun and enjoy it. But, you know, we're shelf life, so we're going to, I'm just going to, I'm still going to ask to try to be like, I mean, like, you're you know, curious, do they ever... it makes sense. Do they ever fit it into the canon or anything like that? Which part? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, when, oh. when we ask those kind of questions, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't stop the enjoyment of it. It's just kind of one of those yeah. things where I'm I'm 
I am curious, I, but it doesn't You're not matter. like the first person to ask that, I wouldn't think either. Sure. And I but, and, and but, they they do talk about they do give him more background and like knowing things and how much he knows yeah. and and all of that kind and of it, stuff comes up comes up all the time. And if it's fun and entertaining, you don't care. You only right. care about that stuff if your your mind is wandering and you're and you're bored with it. Rose is talking to the last human lady, Cassandra, and she says when she was born, she was a little boy down in the Los Angeles crevasse or something like that. I don't know, but I don't know. It was weird that like that's how that was her description. Yeah, I, I don't couldn't know. quite. But it's been billions of years, so who knows? Rose asks where the humans went, and this is where you find out that they they've touched all the stars in the galaxy, right. but they all mingled, and she's the last. And she thinks it's you're human. Yes. Yeah. She, she thinks they're mongrels because there's new humans and there's digi humans and there's like all these these mixes of humans. But she's the last one that is actually pure and like a, an actual human. Mm-hmm. She kept herself pure. But she had a 708 operation since she, her ninth one is going to be next week. And that's when Rose says like, well, actually, I'm the last human. You're just <laughs> a fucking piece of skin. You're lipstick and skin. She's a silly cow. You're nothing but lipstick. Yeah, and I mean, skin, honestly, you silly I'm not cow. surprised. <laughs> I would, I would think Cassandra would call Rose a cow. Honestly, I was waiting for it. I thought she was going to because she says something about like, well, you don't have to be like afraid to get a a surgery because you you got a bit of a chin there. <laughs> and like, I was waiting for like a, a break. Yeah, she starts of... like saying things about her. Yeah, yeah. Rose, Rose stops like, her immediately. I'm like, no. Well, Rose says mm-hmm. she would rather die than live her life like a bitchy trampoline. The bitchy trampoline line, pretty good. Beautiful. Beautifully done. <laughs> we should mention that the effect of this, too, is it's just, it's just, it's this tarp of of skin. Yes. Uh, with the CGI lips and eyes. Yeah. What's that guy's name in Guardians who has like the pulled face? Like it it has that same effect where it's just like pe- like skin oh, the, is like the high evolutionary. Back. Yeah. 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 so it's like that same effect but instead of being pulled uh, onto a onto a shape, it's it's literally just pulled mm-hmm. into flat. <laughs> yeah, just two-dimensional. Look at how flat I am. Look at how thin I am, I think she says. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so as Rose walks away, she's like, yeah, nice talking to you, <laughs> Cassandra. Rose storms off, and a, and a bit compulsive, if you ask me, but why the tree there? Why the tree there? Oh, he, he says, what's a tree, tree like there? you doing in a place like this? Oh, okay. Yes. So we go back <laughs> to, thank you. I was trying to interpret my notes. Why the tree there? <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the doctor and Jabe, and he asks why a tree like her is doing in a place like this. And she comes up with some crap and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reality is you don't want your, you, you have to kind of be here because your share price will uh, be higher if you can like mingle with these beings and stuff. And she's like, well, that's true. But she also is a descendant from earth. A lot of things are because there was more than just humans on earth. There were a ton of different living beings. And when the humans took them all across the galaxies, now they're like all over the place. So a yeah, lot of people evolved, have connections to right? mm-hmm. And she says that she was actually a descendant of the rainforest. Like her 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 descendants come from Earth. So that's pretty uh, cool. 
<laughs> she got her, her roots are in the earth, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so for her, part of it is a little bit of like going to. I okay, I gotcha. <laughs> i'm sorry so her point is that like coming back she she's like paying respect to earth kind right. of she confronts him now with his past he's doing something trying to get into like the engine room with the screwdriver mm-hmm. and she's much like hacking. you know i yeah exactly hacking with his pen and she confronts him and kind of says like you know i think that there's you know something to this by you being somebody that's only enjoying trouble when nothing else is left, you have nothing else left but to kind of be reckless and find adventure. And maybe it's almost like he has a death wish is what her thought is. If you died on any adventure, you wouldn't really care because you have nothing else to live for. And so she sa- explains that, like, you know, I looked you up. It, cu- I, it couldn't admit that you were like even existed. Right. And the doctor looks it, troubled. It, it this named whole time. him. It named it named his species. But it's like, yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And the doctor Eccleson is doing a like a troubled look like he's sad very sad mm-hmm. look for the doctor yes she says that it's remarkable that he even exists and she is sorry for him and then he accepts her pity so we don't yet reveal what it is but we end up knowing by the end of this kind of what what happened at least yes they make it to this Star Warsian engine room <laughs> it is this very like galaxy it? quest we have to get through the yeah, the they're trying to get blades. to the Omega-13 at the end of this, for sure. <laughs> and, and, but it, and it's also Star wars in, in the fact that yes. like, there's no rails anywhere. Yeah, what there's is this? this? platform. Just walk on this platform. You'll be fine. The memes hit Rose and knock her out and mm-hmm. then put her in a room by herself. Clearly, what we end up learning is that Cassandra is behind all this. So, like, right. Cassandra was like, burn that little bitch while we're, you know. <laughs> I just I just picture her Take saying Take care that. of her. Right. Yeah. They disable one of the spiders while they're in the engine room, the Doctor and Jabe do. And they realize that it's got to be sabotage. Well, no shit, mm-hmm. Doctor. Like, what did you think was going on? <laughs> I can't remember what the announcement is. It's like 10 minutes to the end of the world or something like that. And then I like realized that we're kind of watching this in real time. <laughs> like the yeah, way like, I think it, it kind of is. Episode, it's kind of in real time. Right. They are gathered around now because it's almost time. And they put on Toxic by Britney Spears as a traditional ballad to take them out to take out the world. Like that's going to be the last song, which would have been very timely because of it being 2005 so the joke mm-hmm. would have been like oh yeah so the last piece of music from the earth is going to be toxic by britney spears <laughs> i like that song i kind of it's a good song it's a fine song i'm not saying it's not <laughs> uh, what would have been the top songs in 2005 gold digger by kanye west i think they should have put that on instead because uh, yeah she would have also been a gold digger you're right yeah. Let's see. Doncha by the Pussycat Dolls. Ponde Replay. Oh my god. By Rihanna. This is great. Some good ones in here. A lot of Black Eyed Peas. My Humps. My Humps would have been oh, the one to go with. My Humps though. My Humps. Yeah. My Humps. My Humps would have been the good one. My lovely lady Lumps. Yeah. That's yeah. that's Earth right there. Her lovely. If you're lady gonna lumps. go, if you're if you wanted Check something that was like of the moment. <laughs> But but Toxic is, you know, Toxic would have been of the moment when they were making the show, probably. Oh, right. Like, all of these are of 2005. They're not of... So, like, if I do 2004, I think Toxic is from 2003. Yeah, there's not as... Like, not for... Not that the British audience would have enjoyed. There's a lot of rap in 2004. That's true. 
Goodies by Sierra would have been fun. Oh my god. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> that would actually be funny would've, considering would've the sun is hot. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and they don't great. and they wouldn't have understood what he was saying. So like... Right. That's even funnier. Oh, that's true. It's in a language they aren't don't, they don't understand. understand. Yeah. So they think oh, it is a valid because so they don't weird. understand it. I love it. So what happens now is the sun filter starts descending in the room Rose is in. So they're like going to torture her to death, uh, really. She's banging on the door and the doctor just happens to kind of walk by and it, like is, is checking each room to see if like people are in any of these rooms. And he's like, oh, of course it's you in here. Like, of course I'm, I'm going to have to try to save you. <laughs> he uses the screwdriver to stop it. But then the computer overrides it, so he just has to do a bit more work on it to get it to finally. You get, you get, you know, one of those countdown like, oh, she's like on the ground and she's like, oh yeah, almost and the gonna, sun's gonna almost get like burnt be up. in it, right? But the whole room is burnt to a crisp by the end. I liked the design the of it, yes, yeah, of the room being like all crisped up. It makes sense. It would happen. Yeah, burn the hell the out door... of the place. <laughs> burn, burn the hell out of it. <laughs> The door is jammed, so she can't get out. And the spider devices have infiltrated everywhere. The doctor comes into the party room, and the aliens are worried about how this happened because the doctor's, like, explaining that the spiders are are sabotaging the place. Lady Cassandra says that it was Bo, the Cree head, that was <laughs> the one that clearly did it. Yeah, yeah. She blames Bo, and Bo's just like... To which the head shakes their head no. Yeah, he, yeah he's pretty much just like, oh, my God... How dare the you doctor, blame me? I am the face the doc- of Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Rachel says I will find out one day. One day. Doctor says, though, let's just send the pet back to its master. So does this mean he programmed it to go back to whoever it came with? Like, why Probably. did he think this was going to work? I guess. Like, maybe it's just, like, a homing signal, and it's, like, going back to its, like, it's trying to go back to its, like, device or, like, charging station yeah (laughs) okay i'll give it to you just making things up look yeah because it is just kind of like convenient it's very deus ex to just kind of be like if i start this thing it'll just go to its master and it's like why like it doesn't make fucking sense but whatever Um, i guess if it doesn't have anything else to do right yeah goes home it goes to cassandra (laughs) first she gives it a look and then it walks over to the meme and the doctor says that the meme is just an idea, and that's all they are. And the thing tries to grab him, and then he there you go. There's there's this... the reason for it. Memes are just an idea, I guess. And uh? he grabs he yeah I don't know whatever. He grabs this <laughs> things things like arm. It has like it's just a stuffed arm. It's very clearly yes. just a stuffed arm. He says they're remote control droids, and he pushes the spider back towards Cassandra, and she has to admit that that she was behind all of this. Right. Which I guess you could kind of see coming. Because, like, the doctor's like, yeah, the memes were too obvious. It needed to be something else. So. Sure. And she's she just says pissed that off. And, like. <laughs> so she she turns the guards toward the doctor. And he's like, what are you going to do? Moisturize me? And he's she's like, yes. With acid. <laughs> <laughs> Her point here was going to be to manufacture a hostage situation for money. And the doctor's like, it's five billion years into the future, and it's still all about money. And she's like, well, these surgeries cost a lot of money, 
and she needs to pay for them. So she's also like, but fine. She can leave everybody here. She can let them all die because mm-hmm. she also has stock in all of their competitors and the stack prices will go up the second that they find out that all these people are dead or these glue clops are dead. So then <laughs> it's true. She'll, yep. she'll have make the money that way. And she gets one last insult in by telling the doctor that she's the last human, that that little kid that was with him. The tree, Jabe says, that you'll burn with us. Yeah, because I think she, because she, she always is like quoting and like saying things from the human, the earth past. And usually it's like Jabe weird. Is? And she, no, the, the Cassandra. Oh, because she says, she, yeah, burn, baby, burn. Yeah, she was like quoting somebody philo- philosophical and it says, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Because then Jabe says, you'll burn with us, which is where I wrote down that Suzanne Collins must have been a fan of Doctor Who. Or is that just a phrase? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> she teleports her group out, Cassandra does, and the spiders bl- all blow at the same time, and that brings down the force fields. So yes. now the whole place is going to get hotter, and it's going to you know be part of the explosion it's not going to have the force field that it had to repel there's no safety net anymore the doctor asks jabe to come with him to restore the fields they have two minutes before this is going to be done right so uh, yes i wrote down they have to get the mango 13 on the other side there's this big windmill so i think that the thing is like these windmill things are keeping the place cool i think it's like like propeller like fans yeah okay he can turn them off but he needs to keep it down and he can't do both at the same time. So Jabe goes to do it and she's, he's like, but you'll burn up. You can't. The heat's going to vent through this place. I know. Jabe, you're made of wood. Then stop wasting time. Time, Lord. So yes. I think, and he, and, that's and he the first like has time. a smile. Yes. And he has yes. a smile on his face because she called him a time Lord, I think too. And think that's the first time we learned that he's, yeah, a time Lord. So exactly. she does this. Why do you have like I mean, a thought on why she does this? Like why she sacrifices herself? Well, one, I think it's to save everybody and who else is going to help. And yeah, I think maybe she ha- likes the thrill of adventure as well. Maybe. I was wondering if meeting a time Lord and kind of putting everything into perspective. Oh, may have made her realize that like to be able to like kind of be heroic you don't get the impression or anything that she's like greedy or anything, even though she's like rich. She almost seemed like somebody that a little bit more humble. Yeah. That didn't necessarily care for all of the pop and circumstance about this. So I kind of wonder. So maybe she actually did care about just, you know, honoring earth where she came from. Yeah. Doctor though, takes his sweet ass time trying to get to the end of the end of the hall. He's timing get. it. You got you gotta you gotta do it right, otherwise you're gonna get sliced by the thing. It's it's the video game <laughs> concepts right here. You gotta watch the yes. blades and count and then uh, all right now yeah. go. Like it's very it's video pain. game level. Yeah. Go. Wait. <laughs> go. Wait. Yep. Go. So the doctor takes a look back at Jabe and has to concentrate to get past the last fan. The little blue thing, the little uh, blue guy burns up. Because yes. the, the, you start getting solar flares start penetrating the, the place. And right. everyone's freaking out and everyone's trying to hide from the solar flares and stuff. Jay burns up because she's made of wood. And yes. it gets so hot that, that she just burns up. 
And because of this, now the fan is going at full speed because she's not holding it down anymore. And he takes one step. He, like, closes his eyes and concentrates. I, like, pictured the rose track that you're thinking of, Rachel. I don't... that That's not what plays, I don't think. But I pictured the... It does feel like it would be that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's able to walk past it, and he raises the shield just in time. As the planet is engulfed, and we get to see the CGI Earth explode and some sad piano music as the ship repairs itself, and everything is fine. But they did all miss the explosion. Yes. Poor Earth the whole, wasn't even The whole watched. reason that they came there. Died on her own. The doctor is sad about Jabe and storms back in. Rose must have been able to get out because she gets back to the party room. So the door must have unjammed or something because she, yeah, she probably comes like back to that room. Once everything turned back on. The aliens are all lamenting. They're lamenting the death of the Harboon or whatever his name was. <laughs> the doctor breaks the news to the other trees that Jabe is dead. Right. And he says that he realizes she used teleportation using something. Because the only way that you'd be able to use teleportation, because him being a, a time lord would know this, like you needed, you would need to like be able to have some sort of transmitter or some shit like that. Right, something that like it, it feeds from one place to the other. Because you're not allowed to have the teleportation devices on this place, so she must have right. smuggled so one she in. She had to have have it somewhere to be able to get out. Yeah. And determines that it was the ostrich egg. So she cracks up with the <laughs> ostrich egg and there's a thing in there. Of course, because it's the Doctor and it's Doctor Who, he just immediately is like, I can reverse this. A lot of, I feel like, Rachel, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of Doctor Who is very little kiddish of like, oh yeah, well I have super space future force, so I can do this. Sure. Like, there's a lot of Yeah, that. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, well I have a laser lightning number two and that stops your force field from working. Like that feels kind of Doctor Who. Yeah, I th- the Doctor's arrogance is that way, yes. Well, because he's just like, I can reverse this teleport, I can just reverse engineer this, and bloop, 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 and here she comes, kind of. Yeah. Uh... No, the the Doctor is an arrogant person. He really is, because he thinks he's the smartest mean... thing in the world. No, that's how he acts. Like, I can do this, I can, I can do this, and I can always reverse this, and I can do that, and I'll fix yeah. this, and that's what but he does. I, I... I guess I'm thinking more of, like, in the writing. There's a lot of, like, uh, now he has the power to do this because That's we just need Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how Superman was written, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, now he sure. has laser eyes. Like, the f- come on. Superman always had laser eyes. Right I'm now. just saying, Kevin, every time something would come up and they're like, well, let's make him be able to do this now. Oh, now he can do this. Yeah. Like, but, but it is similar in that way. She gets re-teleported back into the ship she's like oh that was just a um a test to join the human club i like that <laughs> little bit there she tries to save it the doctor's like you you murdered everyone cassandra or like their people died here cassandra like you trying to do this and she's like fine whatever you can do whatever you want with me i'm gonna just have my lawyers like wrap you up into this like for centuries like you'll never like sure it never, you can't do matter. anything to me but then she starts to crack because she's drying yes. out because it's so hot because of... And she doesn't the... have her people there to moisturize her. Yeah. And she's begging the doctor to stop her or to stop yes. her, stop this. And right. Rose even comes up and says, help her. And he doesn't. And he doesn't. This is a very and dark she... side of the doctor. 
bursts and like blood bursts. I was like, well, that was gnarly for Doctor yes. Who. I thought, like, she, this is blood burst of a of a skin. Yeah, flap. it was a little gross. There's a CGI blood burst, which I did not expect at all. Right. So, <laughs> it, it, yeah. So a it's, it's side the dark of the side of the Doctor. Letting her is that kind of is that one of his like flaws? It's a thing. Almost? It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So he can be unforgiving of. Uh, He's very unforgiving. That is the best word I think you can use. Yes. Yeah, very interesting. This is where I wrote. I was kind of hoping that she was going to stick around. I, I liked. I liked the idea of the last human being the a, a recurring villain that could pop yeah. up. So I'll, I, I mean, I, I already spoiler alerted earlier, but spoiler alert, she will. You'll get, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get her back. Yeah, her brain didn't blow up, which I did not realize That's was right. In the, in the <laughs> Rose is looking at the end of the earth. She's, she's which maybe that's why out. he let her explode. He knew he wasn't killing her. It was just yeah. like shutting getting her up, rid of, getting rid of that form or something. Yeah, Rose is looking out at the burning wreckage of the the red giant, all of the debris and stuff. This is where she says they were too busy saving themselves to watch it go. Which I think is supposed to be metaphorical, not just for, I think, the Doctor's planet, which I'll get to, but also Earth itself. The idea of we're too busy worrying about our own little shit to think about the beauty and the and the bigger bigger things in life. Yeah, yeah. He takes her hand and says, "Like, come with me." And she struggles not to look back at the Earth. So I think he realizes, having been someone that has survived the a planet destruction of, of himself that he might have taken it. I wondered this. Did he deliberately do this so that she could understand him on his level? Like by showing him that by showing her the, the, the death of her planet or did, does he realize like, Oh, I thought this would be fun for her, but now I'm internalizing it and realizing that I've, I'm making her feel like I feel because like now she ha- she's like woken up to the reality that like her earth will die one day. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering, I think it might be the latter where he kind of accidentally gave her an existential crisis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's like, but, she, I, but I do think he thought, Oh, this is going to be like a really exciting thing because like, look how big and crazy and look how far we can go with yeah. my machine. Right. Yeah. He takes her, back to present day london like a busy street and she gets to see like all of the people walking around doing their usual lives and everything and i think she's realizing just how small and like pathetic everything is because of the fact that like now she's seen kind of the end of it all mm-hmm. and the doctor says you think it'll last forever but it won't not even the sky and this is where he, he comes clean and he tells her like i'm a time lord my planet's gone dead just like yes. your earth five billion years from now it burned it's just rocks and dust, but it happened before it's time. So she says, well, what happened? And he says, a war and we lost. So I'm going to make two predictions, Rachel. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to predict, (laughs) I'm going to predict that it's, it was a war with the blowguards. Okay. Also known as the Daleks. The Daleks is what Kevin calls them blowdarks. I know what he, I know what he means when he says it. Just, (laughs) I, I think it was a war with the Daleks. Okay. And that's what that's what caused this. 
And I'm guessing either okay, so it's it's that's what my first guess is. My second guess is a civil war, potential civil war with the Time Lords. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. But if it was with the Daleks, and I could see it being that because I bet Davies wanted to pull the Daleks in because that's one of the things people know. It's a big uh, it's it, a big enemy of the Doctor, yes. And it would make sense to kind of pull that into this new lore that you're making. So I thought it's the a war with the Daleks, or it, it just kind of gets out of hand. Or it's almost like a Cybertron thing with the Transformers world. The Cyberman? The Cyberman? Is that what you're talking about? Cybertron from Transformers, their planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. There's a a one called the Cybermen, so I didn't know which ones you might have been talking about. Something on Doctor Who called the Cybermen? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about Cybertron with Transformers. Okay. Where the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons just gets so out of hand that the world kind of blows up. Ah, uh, okay. So I wondered if it's something similar where it's like the Time Lords make a device to try to stop the... De- I I think Hubris is going to befall the, the Time Lords in some way and that they're going to have like some sort of weapon that they're going to try to stop the Daleks with and that causes the destruction of the Earth. Or, or, or of okay. Gallifrey. Or Gallifrey. the planet's called. Yes, Gallifrey. That's correct. Because one thing I was going <laughs> to ask you was, is this part of the the normal Doctor Who lore, but then when I did my research, I was like, oh no, part of this was that they were trying to get rid of the, the Time Lords and Gallifrey and stuff like that. So, but you can't tell me anything and folks at home I'm not going to tell, tell me you anything. anything. I won't tell anything. Exciting. I love yeah. it. I love getting to like, have you like, join me. <laughs> join me in the cult of Doctor I, Who. I don't know if I'm joining you in that cult. I'll, I will do it for the show, of course. I don't know if I'm going to join you in that cult though. Nah. Uh, but it's fun having you like guess the the stories and stuff sure because i did the same thing yeah he's traveling on his own now because he's the last of the time lords he's the last of his kind mm-hmm. and rose says well you've got me and he's like well don't do you want to go home and she's like i don't know i don't know what i want to do and she thinks about it for a second and she goes do you smell chips and he's like yeah <laughs> she's like let's get some chips so they go get some french fries together yes it's something just normal and you know, boring, I think, is what she yeah. wants to do. This is where, because I think Billy Piper slash Rose Tyler just kind of does this acting with her mouth, she does, like, the thing where she, like, licks her tongue, like, she bites her tongue, like, the corner of her mouth bites her tongue, which would be, like, yeah. kind of a flirtatious move, but I don't think she means it that way. I think she's just supposed to be, like, a teeny bopper who, like, would kind of, like, be yeah, like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she just does that, yeah. Yeah, that's how that episode ends. They go get some chips, and they get ready for their next adventure, which according to the preview at the end of my episode of Max, they're going to the past, which will be interesting. Yes. Rachel, do you own this one on Blu-ray, this series, or no? I don't, and I need it. It's on sale. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I might have to buy them all then. I don't need the David Tennant one. Well, I do need the David Tennant ones on Blu-ray, because I only have them on DVD. He signed my, my, my collection on DVD. Um, but I don't have Blu-rays. Well, if you've learned anything about Shelf Life, Rachel, we have to upgrade. Cause you do have to upgrade. I'm not, upgrade. I'm not selling mine. Those That was signed. That's a, that's a collector's piece yeah. now. I spent at least $10 upgrading Christmas Vacation. So. <laughs> some of these places should... I think some of these websites do have... Or some of these studios do have deals where if you show them like you have the DVD, they'll be like, well, give us three Discount bucks it? and we'll give you the Blu-ray. Yeah, That'd be kind of cool. So that was the end of the world. Rachel, what did you think about this one? Revisiting this one. 
for you. I think I like this one just because I think it it gives Rose the the look of like larger than life type of feelings and stuff that existential dread that everybody feels sometimes when they go oh my god space is huge you know mm-hmm. I'm just like this tiny little speck in it which is what she ends up feeling in this one mm-hmm. and but we get to actually have some more aliens that are actual like aliens which is fun so you get like your first taste of everything right mm-hmm. in the in the first one it was just plastic it wasn't like an alien that we would think of it was just like melted plastic in a bowl this one is actual like aliens that you would think of that like seem like futuristic and like in out outer space type of stuff and you get like your first taste of it so it's really interesting to me i like i also like lady cassandra and the idea of her being the last human and like Mm -hmm. representing the last human Mm -hmm. i don't know what were your thoughts come like with this one it's better than the first one for sure for me yes yes it's 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 still a silly show but you see some formations and you can see some narrative being collected that is interesting enough to kind of like all right now he's the last of his kind and what happened right we get backstory yeah so uh, like you're kind of saying I wasn't connecting to Rose in the first one as much. I I connected to her more here. She's a little more fleshed out and you kind of understand her a little bit better and, and, and that sort of stuff. So yes, I think I thought this one was, was, uh, was better than the first one and was, you know, enjoyable, even with all of the goofy aliens and stuff and making me go, Christ. But, but it got, (laughs) it got, it got some good moments out of me with the jukebox iPod and and all of those kind of things. So some of it, you gotta poke fun at earth a little bit, right? That's, that's our lives. We got to poke fun at ourselves. There were a couple of moments where I thought they could, it could have been trimmed or something different could have happened. Yes. Uh, stretched the weird thing bit. with the, with the guy in the, the blue guy in his office, that would, that pissed me off too. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? So, yeah. So like overall, not disappointed at all in, in having said, I watched the episode now. So there right. is that for sure. And That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> the preview for the third episode looks absolutely ridiculous though. And I have a feeling that the, Back in the day, Doctor Who did that a lot because it was like, eh, we got all these costumes. Let's just use them for Doctor Who. Ah, uh, yes. It does get a little weird because what it's doing is it's going to be like blending in actual like possible past events or or, or things that we know or, or, or feel and then blending it with aliens and <laughs> otherworldly things. <laughs> And sometimes it tries to explain weird stuff that in our history that we can't explain too. Sure, yeah, I, which I is kind of fun. Nothing, expect nothing less <laughs> as we continue our journey through series one of Doctor Who. But for now, Rachel, yes. we need to get back to the future. Wait, no, that's not right. That's not right. I think uh, it's back to the what is the present? What does he what does he say? What is uh, is there anything that Fantastic. he says to the TARDIS? And he liked uh, TARDIS lines. TARDIS lines? Yeah, like, we need to I get mean, to the that... TARDIS. Well, in any event, we will continue our journey here on Shelf Life through Doctor Who over the next few volumes. We're going to be doing a couple of stories each episode, I think, right? Or I would think every so. Every time we do yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. 
because the next one's not a two-parter it's the one after that that i think yes yeah, so we'll do three episodes we will part two of doctor who will be three episodes because it'll be yes it's a one-parter and a two-parter right so we're gonna do two stories per each yeah so until then, we will be headed back through the wormhole for another episode of Shelf Life. And until that next time, we will see you later. I've been Kevin. I'm Rachel. And this music has started, and we'll see you next time. Well, anything could happen. No.